Yeah, go ahead. Welcome to the Inebrated Debrief. Coming to you live from the Peach State Bunker Studio. We're here live again. We're just discussing a little sports stuff here. So uh, where are we at? Welcome back, Raheem Morris. Hey. hey. <laughs> that shit just broke like an hour ago. Falcon for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name's Jerry Payne. I am your rock doctor. There we go. We've got Dan the Coast Guard man. That's it. And who's our guest today? Jesse. Every. There he is. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Glad to have you with us. Appreciate uh, it. I think we put out a little clarion call on that uh, Cherokee County Facebook group, and you got, I, I believe we got, going to have the most densely populated group of veterans here lining up outside your front door. Dude, it's, it, it was, a, let me go ahead and get this rolling real quick. Ah, a little. Ah, okay. yeah. <laughs> got to have somebody to drink with. Preempted. Yeah, it happens. You got you to pregame yeah. the pregame, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. dude, I, I, some I put of that, us, I put some that of shout us just out. get it a little early. <laughs> Come quick. Um, yeah, I put that shout out out, and I mean, I had probably, there was over 130 comments just on, on, on the feed, but then the, the people reaching out, like, I've got, I've, only, I've got 40 on this list, and I've probably got another seven or eight messages I haven't even gotten to yet. So we might have a lot of new listeners. Right, let's uh, you go. Knew we had so the page had over over twenty new people jump to the page. The actual subscribe uh, for the podcast had over over thirty or forty downloads. There's dozens the of day. them. Hey, here we go. Hey, look, we appreciate that. We I do. Just Thank let you very much. The most listened one was when y'all had the first Coast Guard guy on the show. I'm just mm. saying. <laughs> That's because he's got all of his Coast Guard buddies. I bet you sent that shit to everybody. You sure, right? <laughs> well, because they're not deployed, man. They're sitting at home with the wives. They got time to listen to shit. Hey, listen, you know? listen. Right, Don't be so jealous. For all the folks who are uh, new to the show, we appreciate you. Yep. Um, Martin Wilson here was yep. a uh, Marine. Yes, sir. Dan, forget your last name, dude. Roland. Roland. Coast Guard. That's it. I was briefly in the Air Force 83 days. That's a story for another time. And uh, Jesse. Marine Corps. Marine Corps. Hurrah. Uh, so what we do is we drink, we talk, talk shit, and tell a few stories. So go back and listen to some of the ones. We got some good there's stories. Some, there's some, there's some good ones episodes. out there. Uh, but uh, there's, some, uh, there's some okay ones, and then there's some, some good ones. Yeah. So it's always, it's always fun to kind of just have that up and down uh, on, that, on that conversation there. But, yeah, there's a, it's a bunch of people in this county that, that serve this country. So, I mean, like I said, we've got, we've got, a, year, we got a year worth of people. If we do, we do one a week like we traditionally try to get to. We got a year worth of people ready to roll, so it's going to be a fun Let's year. Twenty twenty four is going to be the uh, going to be the year we blow up, dude. We're Shit. getting, ro- we're getting <laughs> Rogan election, famous out here. It's an election year, so <laughs> well, uh, we might actually blow up. Dude, there's a, we'll get to that in a minute. Back to this sports shit. So I don't know when we're going to put this out, but literally an hour or two ago, Falcons hired new head coach Raheem Morris after interviewing Belichick mm-hmm. twice. Harbaugh twice. They interviewed Harbaugh twice too. Pretty sure he got it twice. Um, Raheem Morris got twice. Somebody else too. At least one other person got, got, they, two, got two. They got to get maybe new. that slow, uh, Slovic Slovic uh, out of Houston. He may have had two. Yeah, he was the OC. They they interviewed. He had two. Thing is, it doesn't solve the problems for the Falcons no. because the Falcons' biggest problem this year was they couldn't get the offense going. So you go out and oh, hire a defensive head coach again. Our, our biggest problem is the players. Is what you're saying? Maybe. Not the coach. I wonder if we can. Pay, I like Darty Smith. I wonder if we can pay Joe Brady enough to leave Buffalo to come be our OC. Hmm. Still got to get a quarterback too. Well, I, I assume so. The, the The concept was already said. If if you get Belichick, you're probably going to get Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and I yeah. wouldn't be mad about that. I, I like wouldn't Kirk. have been upset. The only problem is I feel, man, like, I feel like both God-fearing of them, man. which which are great, but I feel like both of them are like three year deals. Yeah, like you're getting these guys for three years, and then it's like boom, like okay, like you got to build because you got a young team. 
So if you can get the right piece, the right quarterback, and that's all you are like from from being a really good team is having just you don't have to be be a Lamar or Mahomes like just a quality quality quarterback with what you got weapons wise, you get over the hump pretty big. Uh, See, I don't even care about setting up a dynasty run like that, like what the um, Chiefs are on right now. I give me the what the Rams did. Give me one or two years deep into the playoffs. You get one ring, finally get that monkey off Falcons back, something to celebrate. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, at this point, one would be on, good. So. On all those fells, we got the Braves, though. That we do. A new, new pitcher they brought in. Ryan something? Ryan, Chris Ryan? Chris Sales. Chris Sales, that's yeah. what it is. I'm into that. Got a pretty good rotation. It's not bad, and there's still guys on the uh, on the market right now in baseball. So Pitcher that, and catcher's report in a month. Yeah, that's that's what's going to be interesting. There are a lot of free agents on the baseball market that are some, some quality names. So I'm kind of curious to see where that all kind of ends up. Shohei got $700 million. That shit's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. I saw this, too. All right. So you know how Bobby Benilla still gets paid a million dollars every year by the Mets? Yep. Because he deferred his salary. So Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Shohei Otani have all deferred their salary enough that in, I think it's 2050, 2050, the Dodgers will still be paying the three of them a combined $83 million that year. So the Dodgers, they've mortgaged everything. They're trying to win right now. Braves still and, not and, the analysts, and the analysts still say they don't have the best team in baseball. The Braves do. So we'll see. I love it. I uh, love it. Jesse, you a sports fan? Yeah, I dabble a little bit, but uh, might ruffle some feathers. I'm a Gator fan. So. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. But I do, like, I do like my Braves. So Fair enough. Well, none of us are Bulldogs <laughs> fans. I don't think. Dan, are you? Uh, hell no. Let's okay. go Longhorns. Oh, man. Okay. We got Longhorns. We got. Go Tigers. LSU. Oh. I roll Tide. So shout out to Nick. We'll pour one out for him. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Gators over here. Yeah, not a bulldog to be found in this Georgia bunker. Uh, maybe somebody <laughs> else comes on and forecasts. We like it that way. <laughs> bulldog free. Hey, let's um, hey, let's go. Longhorns joining joining that SEC this year. Yeah, they about to learn a quick lesson. Uh, wait, mm-hmm. you know, Alabama tried to teach them one once this year. It happens. <laughs> I wish we would have seen y'all. I wish I, we'd man, seen I was, y'all in the playoffs. Listen, I, I I was going for it. The neighbor across the street, he is a huge Alabama fan. I'm a mm. huge Texas fan. I was like. Hey, round two, let's go. Man, I would have loved it. Y'all did whip that ass in the first game. Was it, was it Texas that was complaining? Or not? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if it was Texas or Oklahoma. I think Texas has got, like, the wild schedule coming out, out of those two. Like, Oklahoma. Texas, they're saying, has the hardest schedule coming out next season. Yeah. Like, they've got they've got a, a lineup going through the SEC. Right. Where go. Oklahoma got more of the uh Welcome to the show. Cake. I agree. Hey. It's going to be crazy, man. All, I mean, all the teams going to the Big Ten as well. So, you know, bringing over Washington and Oregon and, and USC and um, – Who's the other? Was it UCLA? For what? Yeah, Coming up to the Big Ten. Big Ten. Uh, I don't know. I don't keep up with Big Ten. I think, I think it was UCLA. Either way. Excuse me. It's going to be a uh, interesting season with the 12 team. So I'm here I'm for it. I'm excited for baseball to come back, though. I agree. I, I do yes. miss baseball every yes. fucking winter. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Jesse. Send it. What uh, What can you <clears throat> tell us about your time in the Marine Corps? What was your job? 35-21. Motor Team Mech. Motor Team Mech. And then... Uh, How about you... Built like a damn brick house, so I can believe it. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, I actually had to have help getting into the engine bay a lot because, you know, big-ass dick beaters over here <laughs> couldn't reach in there. <laughs> so, and and I'm colorblind as well, so I didn't yeah. fuck with uh, a lot of wiring. Yeah, I was about to say the green wire, the red wire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut this one. Cut this one. Yep. <laughs> damn, they let your ass in colorblind, huh? Uh, Yeah. And uh, Fake it till you make it, What baby. year did you go in? Oh, nine. So I took uh, I took a little stint off, uh, you know, graduated at eight, so I went in '09, and uh, <clears throat> it was funny because I came home, 
and got changed and went to uh, the mall. And I opened the recruiter's door. He's in there with his uh, girlfriend, I'm guessing, out of time or <clears throat> whatever. Fuck, buddy. You know how we roll. <laughs> um, and he was in civilian tire. I sat down. I said, give me papers. I'm going to sign a dotted line right now. And he was just, I think he shit himself a little bit. So he's like, well, we got to go through the preliminaries, blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay. Because we'll go home to your parents. Well, my dad left uh, to go to the store one time and didn't come back. He said okay. he was going to go get milk. Shit. <laughs> Heard that so, one. <laughs> yep. So it's me and my grandma. Got him. And my mom. And I told her, I said, hey, we live in a double wide. Um, she, you know, she can make Nikki six look like, look like a fucking saint. Mm. And uh, I told her, I said, hey, I'm going to join the Marine Corps. She said, well, if you want to die so bad, go give me a shotgun and go in the backyard and I'll fucking do it right now. Jesus. So a few days later, I got my uh, my girlfriend in the bedroom. We're fucking, and my recruiter's in there talking to my parents. <laughs> and <laughs> haven't looked back ever since. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to do it, man. <laughs> Goodness. Now, how, oh, long were, how long did you serve? Man, I did my four and out. And then uh, I thought about going in the Army and... Just couldn't nice. stoop to that level? Eh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> second team, so... Yeah. Um, I finally got a disability. I'm like, well, let me go talk to a PSR. It's like, man, if you go in, you might not get anything back. I'm like, well, I guess uh, I'll stay my ass out then. I got a lot of buddies that uh, joined, and um, one of them just told me, he goes, man, I'm getting paid to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Hmm. So now he's got four kids, ex-wife, new wife. Mm-hmm. So we've all been there. I got an ex-wife somewhere. That's a, that's a common trend in the damn military. Mm-hmm. Couple of them things rolling in and out. So, yeah. so four four years in, did you did you deploy? Unfortunately, I missed both times ago. Okay. So, <clears throat> I was really close to my grandma. Uh, she raised me more than my mom did, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I decided knee surgery uh, because you know Marine Corps, we love to do PT. We'll yep. run till we can't anymore. Run till you break. Yeah, basically, Pretty yeah. <laughs> or hump till you break too. Yeah, one or the other. We don't call it rugged. We call it humping. So, um, I ended up flying out to, uh, Georgia, taking care of her. Uh, she died on her in the hospital the day I was supposed to fly home. And then I flew back out and, um, my first lieutenant and top, like, Hey, we're about to do a workup. We got to go to Afghanistan. Do you want me to PCS you closer to be your, you know, close to your mom and take care of her? And I was like, fuck, you got to put me in this kind of predicament. Mm. So I was like, give me a day. Let me talk about it. I ended up, you know, PCSing over there, and sure shit, I got in my new unit, and, <clears throat> excuse me, a month went by, my mom lost the house and the car, and I ended up making her my dependent. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of hoops and loops you got to go through, but I ended up getting BAH, and because of that, I missed the second deployment. Damn. So, like, I took care of your mom, like, <clears throat> so. Well, it wasn't for lack of trying, though. Yeah, things you do for family, though, man. That's it. Family comes first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, look. Speaking of going over, I mean, it is. I guess it's one of those things, like you know, you got the, the the saying of being able to go over, but some of that shit was just bullshit too, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, which not in a bad way, but like when I was in Al Assad, like I can't really say this, but dude, all I did was damn eat good and work out. Yep, that's so, uh, that's about. It that's was it was solid in that concept. I mean, it was it was that one shit. That me and Sean. You Wilson, did come man. back kind of thick. 
Hey, me, <laughs> me, me and Sean Wilson, dude, out there just, I mean, eating well. And, and I mean, we built out a damn, we've talked about it on one of the time. We built out a warehouse to sleep in. That our, our lieutenant walked in one day. He's like, I, I don't know if I can allow this. He's like, you guys are living better than the battalion commander. And it's like, <laughs> nope. Well, sir, you forced us to sleep here. Like you said, this is where we had to sleep. So you let two corporals go at it. We're gonna we're gonna freaking make this place home. Exactly. Sure. Enough. I mean, we had damn we had a security lock on our door where he couldn't get in. We had this Navy CBs come in and build a wall, <laughs> put a security lock on the door. Dude, it was fantastic, dude. Fifty inch TV. Did play. you ever uh, get a hold of the uh, the goods out there? You know, the kind you can uh, you know right in the butt cheek. I got a couple of buddies that did. You know. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't roid it out there, man. Um, now there are plenty of guys that were just just. And and some of them, shit, one of them, dude, I think, unfortunately, he's passed away now since. But this dude was one of the biggest guys in our unit and uh, clearly roided out. But he ran into a damn, he ran into the damn, um, the trailer hitch for a water bowl mm-hmm. and was coming around the corner and hit it. And I think, I'll be honest, I mean, because he lifted weights so hard, but I think because of some of the roids, dude, he messed up his legs so bad that he ended up getting freaking compartment syndrome. Holy shit. So they had to medevac him. Like, like it, it went, it was, it was like a, a, like, God damn, this shit hurts to within like 14 hours, his whole leg was black and blue damn. from freaking hip to knee. And then they're like, and then swollen. They're like, dude, this isn't right. They had to medevac him. Cause our, our base didn't do him. Medevac him from Iraq to Germany had to undergo like immediate surgery or emergency surgery. They, they cut him down his whole IT band, like from his hip all the way down because they had to like drain and get all the all the blood and stuff out of there. It's compartment syndrome, is that like when uh, somebody, like you get your legs crushed, like let's say like a, a truck pins you against the wall or something, is that the same thing? Is that uh, what I'm thinking of? It, well, there may be like a, a component to that, yeah. Like what it is essentially that you get, you get an injury into a space and all of a sudden like that area, instead of like just getting inflamed, it starts to swell and like take on blood and fluid and mm. it doesn't, it doesn't like doesn't heal. push it out, doesn't mm. get it out. And so like that's what his leg went from Already being big to being twice the size of his giant leg. Jeez. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of something else. Crush syndrome, maybe something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's that shit was wild. So he ended up getting back and then you know ripping steroids and painkillers. Freaking, God, he was a fucking maniac, dude. I had to stay mm. had to stay back on a workup with him one time, and okay. um, the dude he had another surgery, and <sighs> he asked if I'd take. He asked if I'd take him to go to go pick this shit up, or his, his meds because it was out in town. And I was like, yeah. But he didn't really know where we were going. So <laughs> it's a fucking kind of funny story, too. So I was like, yeah, we, like, we'll we go. I was like, I'll, I'll take you. Fine. Well, the dude shows up in a truck that he borrowed and wants me. To, I was like, you want me to drive? He's like, no, I got it. And I was like, Bro, you don't have a driver's license. And you asked me to drive. And you went like, what the fuck, dude? So he's like, I, I got it. We're good. So we drive. So we're, we're following this for, you know, GPS got good. We got an old school Tom Tom and <laughs> GPS. Oh, and yeah. So we got this shit going to, uh, you know, to the address that he was given. So we're driving all of a sudden, like, you know, we're probably driving 20 minutes or so. And, like, we're next to know we're like, we're in this residential neighborhood, like, kind of older residential neighborhood going outside, to the pharmacy, out, huh? outside of Lejeune. <laughs> and I was like, and we're like, where the fuck are we at? He's like, dude, I don't know. He's like, this. And so Tom Tom's like, turn left, <coughs> turn right, turn left. You're here, bro. And it's a fucking house. And, and, and so, like, this, he's like, dude, that can't be right. And I was like, Joe, no, no, the fuck, it's not right. Like, this isn't a pharmacy. He's like, what the fuck? So we're like, all right, let's see. We'll get back out main road, see if we can figure out where the hell this thing's out. So we pull out of this damn driveway, come back out, take another like two roads. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, undercover cops behind us, boom, banging like banging lights. And so fortunately, the truck that he'd borrowed had dark enough windows. He's like, fuck, dude, I can't, I can't get caught. So we switch spots. The older rope of dope. It switched spots. <laughs> the cop didn't see. Switch spots. He comes up. He's like, 
He's like, hey, gents, what's going on? We're like, not much. He's like, we're trying to get to this pharmacy. I was like, this shit led us to this random-ass house. We got no idea where the hell we're at. He's like, you fucking serious? We're like, yeah. He's like, damn, Tom Tom's got us out here. And re-. he's like, we don't know. He's like, do you know where, like, no, I don't even remember what the hell it was called. He's like, do you know where this is at? He's like, no. He's like, y'all are following a Tom Tom? We're like, yeah. He's like, god damn. He's like, dude, the house that you stopped at, he's like, two guys broke out of jail like three days ago. This is one of them's grandmother's house. He's like, we've been staking this house out for three days waiting to see if he shows up. You guys show up, pull in, and immediately pull back out. We thought you were him. So Shit. he's like, I thought we had you, man. Pulled. I was like, I can tell you this much, sir. I was like, my, my grandmother don't live there. I, I know that. Oh and he's fucking laughing now. He's like, shit, dude. He's like, y'all got to be fucking kidding me. And Joe's over here. You know, Joe's over here with a damn, you know, he's already got damn Percocets in his pocket, but he's going to get more. Fucking losing his shit, dude. I'm like, God, like, how the fuck out of all the houses you pull into, Tom Tom? They must have had the dope there because Tom Tom knew. That's all I'm saying. I'm trying to say, y'all pulled up to the street pharmacy. Tom Tom knew. I ain't never seen somebody getting so much shit as Marty does, dude. This motherfucker, <laughs> you'd only seen it back in high school, dude. That wasn't even. I mean, that was him. That wasn't me. I just happened to be. Yeah, you just happened to be. I just so happened, just to, happened be to be there. To be. Uh, all right, so you know. You had a you had a, a ride with the core, but there had to be some fun weekends. Had to be some fun times. Hit me with uh, hit me with like fond fond memories. Uh, well, I did haze a few people before, so that that was pretty fun. And uh, you know, I was the first boot to hit uh, California, and you know, I picked up Lance real quick, and we had other booty patooties show up, and I had like six of them. And these two fuckheads, one of them was my roommate, which completely should not have been uh, bred. And <laughs> they were the always late, 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 late. And of course, you know, the Marine Corps, we'd like to play fuck, fuck games. That's, that's our game of choice. Well, it finally got to the point where I was like, hey, I'll handle this. You know, talking to my corporals, they're like, yeah, you handle it. So I had one and I shit you not, they had a 24 hour notice to get it back to me. Zero seven the next morning. One of them <clears throat> had to do a five-page paper on time management, <laughs> and the other one had to do a five-page paper on a sundial. A sundial? Yeah. Good boy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I had to dig date like deep, deep down for that. Well, they came back the next day, and the whole thing were plagiarized. Oh, shit. <clears throat> I didn't see him the rest of the day. Uh-huh. So... Um, Man, did you check to see if it was plagiarized? <clears throat> no, not at all. See, and now I would because I graduated with a bachelor degree with a 4.0. Oh, shit. Oh, damn, yeah. I, I'm going to tell you right now, my paper would have been plagiarized. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on a sundial, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, right, sundial. Shit, Fucking dude. Amon Ra, the sun god. <laughs> dude, yep. Brought some stones. My saw shadow some shadows. goes this way. Yeah. <laughs> Means I should have been here at twelve o'clock. I mean, sir. That's that's mild for hazing. That ain't shit. No, but then uh, we have one corporal man. He was a Latino, and they're mean as shit. And I don't know <laughs> what these two did, but they did, one day they they rubbed in the wrong way, and they were basically <clears throat> two men handling uh two of the batteries, like the Oshkosh, like the big ass batteries that come out of like uh seven tons. Uh, MRAP and all that good shit. They're 80 pounds each. So they're face to face each other like this with two. Mm. And our dermo 
and hazmat were all the way a quarter mile in the back of our uh, shop. They had to do three miles. Oof. And he just told me to go home. He he handled it. I was like, all right. So I wasn't a part of that, but I I mean, I figured out that would be pretty good. That'll stay with them for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you want to yeah, avoid that's that pretty shit. Rough. Yeah, ours was uh, our our hazing was uh we got in a lot of trouble. We uh somebody got some third degree burns. Uh yeah. <laughs> you get third degree burns from. Uh so you know when you wash aircraft, they have this thing called hot water. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> you have to in the in this in this time of year, you you have to wear a um gumby suit when you're out flying. So I wasn't I was in aviation, right? So you're out flying, you have to wear this gumby suit. Well, you get your air crew wings, what they do is they shove this hose down the down the neck piece, and it's all sealed. And they fill it up with water. Oh shit! Well, some dumbass walked over there to one of the females and turned on nothing but hot water. Gee. Filled it up. Oh, it was bad. It was real bad. So oh, female more or less too. Some people got in trouble. Some people didn't. I was not one of the ones that was involved. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I just got red bellied the day before that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know what getting red bellied is. It fucking sucks. Enlighten me. Uh, so they they. It's like an awful waffle from uh, Eat Your Shorts or Eat My Shorts. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. <laughs> so they hogtie you, and then they walk around, and everybody that's, uh, that is a uh, helicopter mechanic or everybody that can go out and actually work the, the winch and stuff, they, they come around, and they just slap the shit out of your stomach, and you're just oh. sitting there fucking hogtied, and then they think it's funny to throw mustard and shit and just fucking make you look nasty. And then, oh man, fucking sucks. Sounds like a like a Phillies game. Hey, listen, I don't know if you know this, but mustard on the skin for more than like five minutes burns like a motherfucker. Is that right? Oh, it fucking burns. Mm. I'm thinking it makes sense. Yeah, pretty acidic. Oh, uh, yep, it feels real good. And then they come around, and slap the shit out of you. Especially after they're <clears> slapping <throat> and getting that, getting that damn get raw. Getting them capillaries opened up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can and, see that. Oh. But and, yeah, so that's 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 the hazing in the Coast Guard. It's a, it's a <clears> little bit of fun every now and then. And this wasn't part of like uh, promotion or anything. Uh, Just well, I mean, technically, yes, because you get you, you get basic air crew, and then you get what everybody. I mean, you can be an electrician, you get flight mechanic. Flight mechanic are the people that go out, and uh, so as a flight mechanic, my job was to pick the person up out of the water. I picked the rescue swimmer up. I picked the the person that's hurt. I picked them up. I put them in the back of the helicopter. Go back to work. Get to the next person. And so once you make flight mechanic, so yes, you you make flight mechanic, and you don't get any extra pay for that shit, but. They let you know that you made it. <laughs> so initiation. Uh, yeah, oh, you okay. called that. It's it's a good time though. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the uh, the Marine Corps goes deep with hazing, but promotion <laughs> stuff. Um, the one main thing there was there was two things that I know that they did, and there might be others, but so one of them was when you got an NCO, you got your what they call your blood stripe. Yep. You'd walk down after you got after you got promoted, <clears throat> you walk down and all the NCOs or or above, you know. You might get a staff in there every now and then, but it usually stayed the corporal sergeant uh, area. But as you walk down, you'd walk down this uh, in between them as they're standing each other, and they would just knee you in the legs and like hit you down the IT band and, and give you a blood strike oh, down shit. your legs. And it's like, oh, that doesn't sound bad. Yeah, till you take that second or third one and it hits that damn like, do your legs are just wrecked. But the other one they would do is if you got um, once you got pinned on. So whenever you got pins, you never had your turtle shells in the back. Yep. So they'd have the they'd have the pins on the chest, yeah. and then once they come in, people would like bam, just yeah. smack like t- double fists on top of them. You know, send them straight to the skin. If people were nice, they just left them there and they'd hit you again. So now you're just getting pounded, but it's already broke skin, it's already punctured, punctured in. You're good to go. The ones that were fucking assholes mm. pop them out, mm. <laughs> slap you again. So now <laughs> you got more holes. holes. Yeah, dude. It's a little so, bit more aerodynamic. Yeah, That's what they do with the blood air running runs. down. Yeah, like, dude. Oh. Coming through the damn cami, so like that mm-hmm. was uh, that 
that was two of the like promotion things. I'm sure there were others that that floated around, <laughs> but that's the two that I knew about at least with us. Um, well, the fun one was uh, you know you do a wet down whenever you get NCO, so you go to. I think it's you shit faced. Yeah. 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 You just take your promotion, just put it right there on a the bar, and everybody's just like, ooh, and then. Whatever you get on there, you leave with it. It's like, oh, okay, I can barely read it, but all right, I earned mine. So, <laughs> and we had a bunch of uh, LTJGs make lieutenant, and they took their uh, they took their their bonus that they made. There's six of them on the boat when I was when I was in Key West, and they took their tab and they put a tab at the bar for everybody on the boat. We had like some sixteen thousand dollar bar tab. Holy shit! And Jesus. it was just drink until you could until it was gone. What's your first order? Uh. What did I get that? I was young back then. I was drinking just straight beer at that time. Uh, so probably a Coors Light, Miller Light. Uh, but now, if I were going now, I'd probably drink that some Louis kind of, 13. Try to get some, <laughs> some, some bourbon, some, something out there. I thought you said what your, your first order is like general order. And I was like, oh boy. Mm. No, no. Hey, no. baby. <laughs> I, got, I had that shit memorized for a long time. Right now, ain't one of them. <laughs> uh, speaking of bars, you work at a local one. Vet bar. Yep. Yeah, yeah. simplified. Just uh, changed the name to Riley Point Grill. Yeah, so, changed the location too, right? Absolutely. Right over there by, uh, right in front of Sam's. And we are constantly busy. I think uh, probably average around nine to 11,000 a day. Damn. Okay. Tuesday through Thursday. This is mm. uh, Sam Club's on 92 or out in Marietta? No, 92. 92. Literally, we moved, I think it was like 300 yards. Yeah. Okay. 90, 92 in uh, Main Street. Yeah. Or what's that, Canton Highway? Mm-hmm. Main Street, yeah. Canton Road, whatever it is. Yep. There's got to be a lot of old timers to come in there. Oh, man. Yeah, a lot of them sit at a bar, and you get some of them in there to get pretty pretty trash, and they'll start telling war stories, and you're just up there like a little baby. Just tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, man. Them salt dogs or something else, man. Mm-hmm. We had a we have one Marine Corps birthday where there were two Vietnam vets, uh, and and this was uh, me and a uh, buddy Tom. We witnessed it. and We started just you know, it was one of the memorable moments where they you know you just tear it up. And this gentleman was walking in. You know, I had a walker and everything, or cane, and other I was coming out in a wheelchair, and they stopped. And uh, guy in a wheelchair, I believe. He said, are you such and such? And he's like, yeah. He goes, you saved me. Holy shit. In Vietnam. And like, everybody's got solid. You know, it was like somebody getting baptized in church. You're just quiet. And then it happens. You're like, yay. And man, it was just one of the memorable moments. You'll never, never forget. Yeah. When you said that, I, I mean, I shit, I just got chills. I ain't even never <laughs> been there. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, man. And then they said, what? Cherokee County's got, what have I heard? 60, 70,000? Veteran uh, in the county. We got more than a uh, Cobb because I know Cobb's got forty. I, I think I, I told you I was talking uh, to to Jason Quinn. I think he's told me. I think it's like it's like sixty or seventy seventy thousand veterans. I mean, it's Cherokee a nice county. area to come to. It so. is. It is. There's some land out here. Mm-hmm. Shit, it's getting snatched up. It is quick. Yeah, it is. They're building everywhere, man. It's getting getting real real crowded. Putting them dollar signs on there too. <laughs> yeah. Fucking property taxes is. Ooh. Is this, this is Cherokee, right? You're just over the line right here, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Just made it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just red up here. It. And Cobb, Cobb went blue last time around, didn't they? Yeah. 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 You Dang. know, most of the state's red, but you put a little speck of blue, then we're all, we're mm-hmm. all wearing blue shirts now. Man. Mm. Crips, bro. Crips. 
Well, this year, <laughs> fucking, I mean, so it's coming down to the rematch, right? They had a few of those primaries. Vivek got out of the way. He might have been the only one to save face. DeSantis gone. just dropped out and got kind of clowned out of the room. Uh, Nikki Haley is still sticking around. She's a rhino, so she thinks she's going. Look, I would say something. this about <clears throat> Vivek is I like him. That dude, I, I actually I don't mind him at all. And you know whether you you do or don't like uh, Donald Trump, he never spoke ill about. It. The only thing he ever said, he's like, "Let's stop talking about that." He's like, and let's move it forward. And, yeah. then, and, like, and so it wasn't like a bash on. He's like, but we need to continue to move forward. He's like, and you want to hold up on that. But the dude was the first one that I know of to endorse him. Mm-hmm. After we once he pulled his campaign. Into, I, don't be shocked if, if Donald Trump wins to see him. Don't be shocked to see him pull him as a, as a possible VP. But don't be shocked to see him somewhere in the cabinet yeah, yeah, he'll be there, if he yeah. wins. And Ron DeSantis just would have that, you know, and he backed him too, which is it's, it's huge that he pulled and backed him and he didn't back Nikki. Uh but that's, you know, we'll see. We'll see where this goes, man. It's going to be. They were doing poll, exit poll interviews with uh, New Hampshire. And they were going up to some of the voters. And they were at talking to them. And, I mean, this there were people that were just straight up saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm a Democrat. And I plan on voting for, you know, Joe Biden. But I wanted to, they were trying to sabotage the Republican primary. And it's like, they're just out in the open with this shit now, playing dirty games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They don't give a fuck. Well, that's what happens. I mean, know? they didn't give a fuck back then either, though. No. You got to cheat at all costs. I don't care, dude. I, look, I always say you can have your views in your spot. Like, may the best person win it, but let them actually win it. Yeah. Let them win it. Let it be Let it be straight up and let the people speak and, and then kind of roll from there. There's no need for any of that bullshit in between. So, you know, if it's blue, it's blue. If it's red, it's red. If it's randomly purple in the middle, then, you know, <laughs> let it be. But what is it, November? So we got... Nine months till Nine we know the next months. one. Nine more months. You know what's gonna be great about this year though? Uh. Come like come like June, July, man. Them gas prices should start dropping. <laughs> Ooh, See, they gonna drop. You better hope. Yep. They, you know, I they got to, man. I mean, they they they're gonna pull all punches. You're gonna see, look. It's it's gas it's prices down below two dollars. So you're gonna see abortions gonna be talked about. It's gonna you're gonna get the ramp up in, in pro choice. You're gonna get gun. gas prices dropping, and and then on the blue side, you're gonna see the damn gun talk. Kick yep. back up too. So I mean, it's you know, you kind of see it's coming. It, it's rinse and repeat every every two to four years. See, I think the biggest thing this year is the immigration thing, which yeah, which yep. is going on right now. I mean, Texas just said, "Fuck the feds. <clears throat> we're gonna give you. We're gonna give our citizens razor wire to put on their property if they want it. They'll pay for it, right?" Mm-hmm. And the federal agents been going down and cutting down razor wire. So you have this. Potential standoff coming. It's not going to come to blows. Like these guys ain't going to start shooting at each other. But like these little like standoffs that they're going to have until somebody backs down. That's going to keep on going over and over and over and over. And it'll get sorted out in the courts because I mean, I, people say civil war and all this shit. There's that movie coming out in a couple of months. But 25 governors, uh, you know, uh, Abbott, Abbott wrote a letter, you know, talking about you know Texas has the right to defend its own borders and all this stuff. Fuck the federal government. 25, literally half of the country, all these other governors signed on with it. So you really have this 50-50 thing. Yeah. Well, you got this 50-50 thing, and then you probably got another 10 of those that are just like Switzerland. Like, we may agree, but we're going to stay out of this. I don't know, man. Like, South Dakota up there, Christy Nome, she was well, like, yeah, I support this. She's an Well, she's an animal. I like her. I do, too. I like she's I'd an vote animal. for her for president. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'll be honest, man. I, I'm. She was a. Uh, she was a Democrat up to about 
a year ago. But dude, you ever listen to Tulsi Gabbard speak, man? She's freaking. She's pretty sharp. Very sharp, and like and a lot of her stuff. I mean, you know, she's not a a. Even now, she said she's like because of how they they treat her, she's gone like more independent. Uh, like she's very moderate mm-hmm. in how her thought is. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong. Moderation's the key to all of this. That's what we want. You need to be moderate right, moderate left, or, or or in your middle. Like you don't need the extremes on either side. So, so, so what else is going to happen this year? China and Taiwan? No. Oh, I don't know. Listen, they're already talking about it. At some point happens, this so. year. You remember when the Ukraine war, Ukraine war was a thing? They don't even talk about that shit uh, anymore. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it happens because I think I. I think our government is smart enough though because Joe Biden, if that if that happens, Joe Biden has to make a decision. Like he has to do something or or at least get into Congress. He has and then China won't get no more money. And so I think our government is gonna do a very good job of keeping that at bay. Maybe with the hopes that he because you know he's not gonna run, he can't run for a third term. So if he does somehow win it, then maybe you could almost like January twenty sixth, he takes office, January twenty seventh. China invades Taiwan. Like I can see that more so, but it'll be they'll hold off because it's so. Because if he doesn't make a move by the like that, it's going to be like there's going to be it's going to be crucial into the polls. This is why I said I wanted to hear somebody from the National Guard because I want to know what they're being briefed right now. Like what orders are they being given? Like how is how is the direction coming from the different states to them? Um, I mean, obviously we're in Georgia, so we're not going to get anybody from Texas. But I'd really love to know what's going on behind closed doors with that right now because if you have now does the national guard answer to the answer fed to the or states. to the state okay they answer to the states but then so the the move right now is uh i think people are calling for joe biden to federalize the national guard mm-hmm. which would be it's, it's never been done it's also you start you start burying on martial law there a little bit wouldn't you yeah. I mean, it ain't quite martial but it, interesting time close. that's where and that's where you, said, you talk about the feds and them like dude Start talking with them alphabet boys, man. The one thing about them, they're not that deep. So they can do they can, they can bring a couple people out there, but if if that Texas National Guard really wanted to make a stand, feds couldn't do anything. Yeah, it'd be a numbers game. And they'd, and be, out, and they'd be outnumbered. Realistically, these motherfuckers are neighbors. They <laughs> probably yeah. know each other, right? Well, I don't know. I think they th- I think they were like flying feds in. Like this. I don't know where they were coming out of, but like I, it was like was Customs this isn't like Tim and Tim, yeah. This isn't like Tim and John hanging out, like having a beer one weekend, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, I, I got to come Can't cut your razor, down, razor wire down, buddy." Sorry. Listen, we just have a wall here soon enough. <laughs> so, have you guys watched the Shane Gillis stand up? Some of them. Oh my god! I've seen it's, a lot of the clips. It's, it's twenty twenty three one. Is what's it called? Something dogs or uh, oh, glorious dogs or, or magnificent like dogs, something like beautiful that. dogs. Anyways, yeah, it's beautiful dogs. I think that's what it is. It's, Fucking hysterical. Good. He's just like it, it's half of it's like his antics, little facial expressions, little like shrugs. He does and stuff that like Down that, syndrome shit, dude. That <laughs> kills. his Trump impersonation though is unbelievable. He said, he said I used to love when he'd come out because he'd come out and do a speech. They're both gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he talks about the. Uh, he's the like debates. Trump. He's like Trump gave gave the greatest speech I've ever heard in my life. He's like twelve thirty in the morning. He comes out and he's like, Abu Abzir Abagari is dead. He died like a dog. <laughs> and so he he's starts dead. going, he's like killing it, man. I'm like, that's. Have you seen like, he's like, and then he goes on for 40 minutes and just destroys this dude. Calls him, like, we call him Crybaby Baghdadi because <laughs> he was crying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, he's like, you haven't seen it. You know, I, you don't get kickbacks, but it's a funny ass stand up. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Uh, the newest Chappelle one is really good, too. I only saw uh, just the closing clip. He's talking about. Uh, 
Lil Nas X. Yep. Does that joke? This man, <laughs> I've never been so certain I was in. This man is a powerful dreamer. <laughs> dude, that whole bit is so fucking good. He's fucking, dude. You got to have some of those guys, man. The ones that would just say him and like Bill Burr, those guys that just say shit that they don't give a fuck of the ramifications. Yeah. Because they're being comedians. That's what but, they, they but, were supposed to cross the line and it'd be funny because, dude, let's be real. Stereotypes are funny. And they're stereotypes for a reason. And yeah. you can kind of laugh at it and have a good time and get I out of your feelings. I think the best part about Chappelle is he he takes real-time stuff and then makes fun of it. Yeah. And, and and is good with it as to where everybody else is just like, you know, you got Kevin Hart who's just, he's funny in, in, in certain aspects, but he's not taking real-life shit. Chappelle's like uh, a philosopher. Yeah. yeah. He's deep. I mean, Chappelle talks about trans. Chappelle talks about government. He talks about, he don't, he don't give a fuck. He will talk about it and then make fun of it. No, nah, he's he's good, dude. Um, and that just comes back to, I mean, dude, the Chappelle show was one of the best shows that was on. Yep. His skits. I'm rich, bitch. Just making fun of everybody. <laughs> I mean, dude, him playing the freaking, the KKK guy, Clayton Bigsby, <laughs> had to be one of the funniest Classic. episodes. That was like, the very first one. I think that was the very first episode. Was it? Dude, yeah. that, dude, that shit was hysterical. And it was meant to be, like, the, the, because, like, the real aspect of it on with the satire, like, it was just, it was fucking gold. And then people got feelings at somewhere along the line. So. Well, he got screwed over by Comedy Central and went to Africa and did all that stuff. And remember, what, like, remember there was a time when it was like, oh, Dave Chappelle went crazy. Yep. Like, motherfucker, he just well, he went and chilled out. <laughs> he came back and half talked about that. Was talking about how, like, you know, the, yeah. uh, you know, whether the cabal's real or not. But he's like, these people offer you a lot of money. But then what do you do for that money? Then you just had Cat Williams that did his whole whole thing talking about some of the, the shit. He's like, look. He's like, these people offer you a lot of money. He's like, but there's things that come with it. He's like, and one of the things they talked about, especially with black men, what do they do? Put them in a dress. Now, you talk, you hear one of these guys talk four years ago. They're like, no, nah, I'd never do that. He's like, I won't. And all of a sudden, what happens? Bam, $500 million gets rolled in your face. And what happens? They're on Saturday Night Live in a dress, Kevin Hart being one. He's like, they, he's like, they, they put it to like emasculate. And if you don't, then they go another route and they destroy you. He's like, yep. and then you talked about like Martin. Being, you know, with, and he's like, and he, and then he's talking about, he's like, and all these men were married to like light skin or white women. He's like, wife goes crazy. This dude's running naked up and down the street with a gun or some shit. You know, he's like, it, he's like, there's always some weird shit. He's like, they find a way to destroy you. Dave Chappelle, fucking crazy. You know, like, so he points out that if they want it controlled, they can control it. So I don't know, man, like the, all the pieces connect. How much of it's true? How much of it's like Cat Williams talking shit or, or not? I don't know. But, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire, and the pieces connect a little bit. So, I take it for what it is. Yeah, the Cat Williams thing, I didn't because I, I didn't watch it because I, I looked at that Shannon Sharp podcast and it was like an hour and a half long. I was like, ah, I don't have time for this, right bro. Now. It's mm-hmm. it's an hour and forty of him going in on everyone. Talks about Steve Harvey. How oh like, yeah, Steve Harvey, same thing. And then like this dude was stealing jokes, and this and talks about this comedian was stealing jokes, and and like I mean, he just. And he tells, and he keeps real. He's like, and some of these guys are legit, you know. Like these, like talks about Chappelle and something like being like just legit, just dudes doing their thing. And then all these other guys that are fake or come up. And his big thing, he's like, where did Kevin Hart come from? He's like, I don't remember seeing him on the scene. I don't remember seeing seeing him struggling and, and here and there and coming up. He's like, all of a sudden, like this dude was here and had sold out arenas yep. and then movies. He's like, you telling me that's not an industry plant? He's like, where where did he come from? He's like, show me where, show me where people, how however many years ago were just wait, I gotta see Kevin. He's like, it ain't there, because you can't. He didn't have that. Like he didn't have that. He's like, so, I don't know. You tell me. So I, I'm trying to remember, like, what was the first Kevin Hart thing I saw? It was like an HBO special, probably. 
Probably that, or or a stand up, and it was a bigger stand up. Like I said, if you're doing an HBO special, like that's a big stand up, and all of a sudden it was just like boom, like Kevin Hart's on the scene, and he's funny because he's got his jokes and his voice, and then like some of his mannerisms. Like I mean, he's a funny dude, he's a funny actor, but joke about Shaq is so good. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) can't be friends with you, Shaq, when your dick's in my eyeballs. (laughs) But you Uh, know, you know, if I'm not mistaken, said that first. Probably Cat Williams. It's Cat Williams. You don't sure. remember? You don't remember Pimp Chronicles? He talked about hanging out with Shaq, and he's just resting his dick on us. He's like smacking his head with the microphone, yep. standing. So, see, there's repeat right there. Mm. Mm. They didn't talk about that. Ain't telling you about that, Jesse. Hey. Yes. All right. So there had to be like some of your boys. We ain't got to name names or anything. Some fun weekends and shit like that. Mm. Oh, your station. Any weekend war stories you share <laughs> with us? Boys taking one for the well, team. Hey, what's her name and how much she weigh? <laughs> she ain't a lady unless she's 280, baby. Let's get around. That's right. Hey. She ain't a, she ain't a Vol- Volkswagen Golf. I don't want to see her. <laughs> so, <clears throat> me and some of my buddies, you know, we get, we get to our first duty station, Raw Boots, and it's July 4th. And I'm out there, Camp Pendleton, Del Mar. They have a huge 4th of July party. I'm underage. Another buddy's underage. Two guys are of age. One's 32. He, right now, kind of reminds me of uh, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> he mumbles and <laughs> he can fall asleep standing up. <clears throat> well, we talk him into buying a, a 30 rack of, uh, I think, I mean, we had boot money, so it was. Milwaukee's best? <clears throat> no, they didn't have that on base, but natural light it was. Natty so light. we got. Uh, I thought it was going to be the guinea light. Ugh, no, no. <clears throat> or the or the Simplified Special? Those, yeah. Oh, God. So we got a we got a cooler. We got we actually got two. So we go back down there and we're all drinking and <clears throat> it's time to head home. They already had the show. They had a concert. It was pretty cool. And we met this group of girls. Mm-hmm. And one of my buddies was like, "Hey, she's hot." I'm like, "Hey, I want her. I need you to take this one." And he he's heavier set. He's like. What do you give me? I was like, I give you 50 bucks in the morning and, you know, maybe reach around and play your cards right. <laughs> now pay you back Tuesday. <laughs> so we, when we hit the fleet out there, they all put you in this barracks room. Uh, you know, we had two beds and we had um, uh, basically they're like big dressers that divide the beds. And we didn't have uh, lights because neither the Marine Corps, we're pretty cheap, one in the Air Force. So we, uh, he ended up getting one bed and, you know, all you hear is, <laughs> and I got the hot one. Well, <clears throat> there's five other Marines sitting down, just listening to us go back and forth. And, uh, you know, I can't really say if I have a kid out there or not. Oh shit. That happens. So to the best of us. Yeah. That was uh that was one of the weekends and because I mean you couldn't have females in the barracks with another man. It was a little frowned upon or you know, UCMJ ish. So <laughs> wildest thing, man. I, I, I never understood is that I I mean, I guess like I don't know how strict they were with it, but technically you weren't supposed to say like, so us being in a in a grunt battalion, I may have said this before, like there's no females around us. So like you weren't really supposed to have females over, like you could. But like, especially if they were in like passing, especially during the day. But like the night stuff was kind of weird. But it's like, I get seven hundred or eight hundred dollars a month taken out of my check because I got to live here. 
And and there's a fucking master key to this door, so any motherfucker with it can open this door anytime they want to be like, well, room check. Yep. But I can't have a broad over. Oh, and you couldn't have, if I'm not mistaken, we couldn't, even if you were 21, you couldn't have hard liquor. Nope. You could have beer, and I think you could have a six-pack per person mm-hmm. that was over the age of 21. <laughs> and so it's like, the fuck, dude? Like, I pay whatever amount of month, seven $800 a month at BAH, and I got no rights in this motherfucker. No. Shit's wild, dude. Bro, you talk about having a kid. There was uh so when I was getting discharged, I was down I was still down there in tech school and they weren't just gonna let me sit there and do nothing. So they put me on charge quarters from four P to four A. All right. So I was sleeping during the day, I was working at night, and there was really only what? Probably six hours that people were out and about, and then every time you know, by ten o'clock, everybody's locked down for the night. All the MTLs are gone. And so I'm on, I'm with this other, uh, I'm, I'm with this crew, and I've got my little crew, they call me CQD, I was like the director of charge quarters, mostly just because I can be fucking loud. And, uh, man, I had this girl that was like either getting reassigned or getting something, but she was from Valdosta. And she had, she had a peach on her. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I knew where, I knew where the empty rooms were, I knew the vacancies, and I had a master key. And bro, if I didn't take that girl down that hallway one night and... We went into the room, and you know what I'm saying? I'm still pretty fresh out of basic, so it had been a while. Yeah. Bro, that rubber slid off so damn fast. <laughs> <laughs> I did not care. I just was like, here we go. It's too good right now. So, uh, in it to win it, dude. Yeah. That was, what, I think, it's, uh, yeah, that's one of the only black girl I hey, looks with. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. It was okay? a good time. That's it. That's, and she was gone. I was gone. So, I mean, in Marine Corps, we made. Damn, you could have a basketball player. I might. Yeah. I might have a little point guard out there. <laughs> I might, might have a little Trey Young floating around, man. Yo. You had to make the best time of it, though. You know, especially during, like, wartime. You didn't know. So, I mean, a lot of times now, I mean, a lot of guys are in peace time, and they're getting NJP'd left and fucking right. You know, especially the, uh, the unit down here. I'm not going to name names, but uh, there was a reserve unit. They can't do shit unless they ultimately own up to it. Like dudes could go out there, you know, do a little booger sugar, smoke weed, drink mm-hmm. and drive. Our thing was, and you know, you didn't get a good cookie if you got caught. But as long as you didn't get caught, you got you got that little ribbon that says, hey, I was good for three years. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. What it really means is that you didn't get caught for three years. Yeah. Exactly. You talking about four three con? Uh no, well, well, I mean, I can talk I can talk about myself. I'm a second award corporal, so you know, it is what it is, but I mean, 4-3 con, when we were out uh Pendleton, ninth com, what we called them, ninth crime, right, one weekend they came off of, uh, it's like a 72, they had 27 pops of Coke. Damn. And that, I mean, Coke ain't cheap. I've seen it one time in my life. I ain't never done a little toot or anything, but four years ago, it was $80 a gram. Hey, now? Hey, listen now. All you got to do is join the Coast Guard. You get that? <laughs> yeah. Dude. All you got to do is join the Coast Guard, and you go bust some cocaine. They can't test you for 30 days, baby. Yeah. We, we, didn't we t- find the picture of you holding that I or shoot, something? Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. yeah you said that, dude. It made me think of the, you seen the video of the dude's like, now nah, I'll do a little toot, but I will not freebase cocaine. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking oh, about a long-haired dude? He's got the curly. Like, he's like, well, yeah. this is my birthday. He's like, but I will not freebase cocaine. Speaking of uh, speaking of drugs, so of course there's a you can't really trust anything right now unless you go to a pharmacy, right? 
which of course they're not going to give you cocaine. They're going to give you medical marijuana. Now, <clears throat> is that I've seen ads on shit. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like talking about medical cards for Georgia, did that pass? Uh, yeah, there's one in there's one in Marietta. Dude, all it took was me fucking stopping smoking weed after 20 years for this shit to get passed. Welcome hey, back, the, baby. The, Welcome the, back. The, <laughs> hey, hey, the state thanks you. Mm-hmm. The state thanks you for your service, You're welcome. dude. You're welcome. This shit now is weaponized. It's too damn strong. Bruh, yeah. you ain't lying. Well, um, that shit's fucking brutal. With all the hard stuff now, especially, you know, cocaine, you got uh, smack, um, <clears throat> meth, all that happy-go-lucky shit that, you know, you do it once and you're like, oh, I need more. Um, y'all listen to Jelly Roll at all? You know, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. He was just up in in front of Congress testifying yeah. about fentanyl. Well, yeah, it was a week and a half ago. He, you know, he sat up there, and Jelly Roll's a good country dude. Tattoos on his face. He's a felon. Uh, I mean, I want to meet the dude one day, but you know, he's got his little placard on there. It says Jason D four, yeah. quote unquote Jelly Roll, and he goes up there for six minutes and talks about the the epidemic and actually having someone his baby mama is an addict and he said i'm gonna get a phone call one day and i'm gonna have to tell my daughter that his mom is overdosed and you sit down and you listen to that and mm-hmm. you just kind of just lean back and like what what's what's happened with what what's going on right now in the world why well and that goes back to the immigration thing and the borders because you know ignore ignore the you know how much it stresses the system because of you know government programs and everything like that ignore all of that Look at two things. Look at the human trafficking, you know, for sex and, and worse, and look at the fentanyl that's coming across the border. It's insane. And yep. there's nothing we can do. We can't, like, we can say, hey, uh, China, all these ingredients are coming from you. They're going into Mexico. They're mixing it up. They're sending it across the border. They're putting it in every damn thing. They're not going to stop, dude. No. They're I'll tell you, so, fit, fentanyl so is, is, is no fucking joke. No, dude. I mean, as a police officer, even as I was starting to transition out, it was starting to starting to become real big. And we'd go work a traffic accident with somebody with a needle on their arm, dead as a doornail that hit a tree because they they hit something that had some fitting on it and it just dead done. Damn, that's worth yep. it. I mean, it, it was it was a common thing, unfortunately, and it's a huge problem. Even even here in Cherokee County, it's a huge problem because. Like you said, you just don't fucking know. Unless you go to a pharmacy, you just don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I have a patient uh, in the office who, who lost her son about three months ago because he was smoking a joint that was laced with fentanyl. They're Jeez. putting it in the weed now? Mm-hmm. They're yep. putting it in everything. That's the problem is that, like, it's it's in stuff that, like, people are getting cocaine that's got fentanyl in it. People mm-hmm. getting weed that's got fentanyl in it. Getting, people getting, getting heroin, which, that, you know, more that shouldn't have it in and it. it's got fentanyl. And, and that's what's killing them because, like, you know, when you talk about, like, you know, real big, like, especially, like, heroin junkies, like, they know their limit. They know their limit to, like, really get fucked up, but all of a sudden, like, they take that limit and you bump a little fentanyl on top, mm-hmm. that's too much. Now they're ODing. But yep. I haven't seen it as much in Atlanta. I'll say this. I don't drive around that city at all like I, like I you know, used to be around it. But I haven't seen it. But you look at some of these other big cities and you see what they call, like, the zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Philadelphia like, might be the worst. Philly's one, one of uh, one of the worst. Man. They've got that crocodile shit. You seen that? No, dude. The crocodile, the crocodile, crocodile. It's like it's I, it's probably got fentanyl mixed in it, but it's something else in there too. Where I mean, it like one shot puts holes in people. Jesus, holes that don't heal, mm-hmm. and they get worse and they fester and everything. And yeah, you see these these videos of these people in the in the downtown areas. I don't. To me, Atlanta. 
Is it the fentanyl thing? I don't think is a problem in downtown Atlanta. I think that's a problem out in the suburbs where we are. And there was a documentary I watched years ago that was called uh, the like the heroin triangle or something like that. Yeah. Talking about oxycotton and and how bad it got here. That shit happened all over. There's there's a really good doc on Prime. It was these brothers that were running pain clinics down in Florida. God, I think it's called American Pain. That's exactly what it's called because that was the name of their clinic. Um, and they were having people come from Ohio and Kentucky and everything else all the way down to like West Palm and like all the way down to Florida. They would load up special like the short buses, right? Like <laughs> church. They would get them from churches and they would put 15, 20 people down there and they'd go down, all go down to Florida and get their scripts so they could come back and sell it. Mm-hmm. That was that was 0809 and shit. You, you want me to tell you what another crazy drug is? Fucking PCP. Oh, God. Yeah. Dude, I have never, and you know, I've had, I, you know, full disclosure, I broke my wrist when I was 19, right when I was fresh out. And, uh, you know, got, started with hydrocodone, then it was oxycodone, then it was oxycontin, and like, got out of control for a little while. I'm good now. But the PCP, I've done everything you can probably list except PCP. Well, let me tell you. You done run into some PCP? You read let some Angel Dose folks? You. I didn't know you liked I, to get wet. I, uh, I, was, I was out. Patrolling the streets one night, had this guy pulled over. Uh, I can felt, picture you with like twirling a billy club. Uh, <laughs> hey, with a bobby hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we weren't talking about that stuff tonight. All right, so I, I got this guy pulled over, failure to maintain lane. Find out he doesn't have a license. Whatever. I'm not one of these assholes that's just gonna take you to jail for it. I'm like, dude, come get somebody, pick up your car. You can't fucking drive. All of a sudden, this fucking call comes out. Uh, I was I was over here in Hickory Flat. Uh, Alpha, I think it was Alpha 37 at the time. Alpha 37, uh, copy a, a uh, code one call. All right. Some dude cut halfway through his pecker with a pair of children's scissors. Oh! Because he was on PCP. And Good so, God. So I'm like, ah, I'm code one. You know, I'm hauling ass over there. My, Edward my, scissor hands. Yeah, dude, my sergeant's going. My corporal's going. We're all going. All of a sudden, they say, all right, the mom got the, the scissors away from the son. I'm like, all right, I'm code three. All right, slow down. No lights and sirens. You know, if you don't have to run them, don't run them. And all of a sudden, he says, he's fighting the mom. I'm like, fuck, I'm code one the rest of the way. I don't give a shit. Let's just go. Mm. So I get there, and they say, he's in the backyard, butt naked, swinging a belt around. I was like, I ain't going to fucking get hit by a belt. That hurts. <laughs> so <laughs> I walk out in the backyard. He ain't back there. I was fucking big-ass Rottweiler dog. I was like, oh, I don't do big dogs. This motherfucker looked like a bear. I was like, ah, but he's a little, he's a little pansy ass dog. You walk up, I hit him on the face with the, just, I say hit him. I tapped him on the nose. People don't come after me. I love y'all. I just gonna have a little bitch fit with you. A little, <laughs> a little love tap on the nose. The dog just kind of stepped to the side. Hang we on, walked what'd, you, what'd, you, what'd you hit him with? Hopefully not your pecker. Flashlight. <laughs> Uh, my Billy Club. Oh, <laughs> I knew, I knew it. I tapped him on the, tapped him on the face it. with Listen, a Listen, we didn't call it a Billy Club. We called an asp. All right, we called an asp. The old uh, asp. So, <laughs> so I walk inside, and this dude's sitting on the stairs across from me. I'm in the kitchen. I walk in, and w- when I say pink and green handled scissors, and I'm talking about kid scissors, are sitting on the kitchen floor, blood all over. Them. Oh my god! I look across from me. You got the, you got like a living room that like you walk up the stairs from their front door and you have like a little landing and then you have the living room right there and there's three stairs that go up he's sitting on those three stairs and he got blood from his knees to his damn nipples right and i'm like fuck 
All right, this is going to be fun. So I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? About that time I, I say something to him, he locks eyes on those scissors. He's like, the devil told me to cut my dong off. I was like, what the he fuck? He said dong? Was that? Yep. He said dong. <laughs> you got to be high to use the word dong like dude, that. He, and, and that's all he kept saying. The devil told me to cut my dong off. I was like, whatever the fuck you're on, I do not want that. No, thank you. Oh, my God. Well, two days prior, I just, I, well, I shouldn't say that. About three days prior, I had uh, I was changing the brakes on my car, busted my finger open, had three stitches. That night, right before work, they were starting to drive me crazy, so I just cut them out, pulled them out, right? It was starting to heal, whatever. It was going to be good. Yeah. This motherfucker charges at me. I pick him up, monkey dunk him into a freaking <laughs> metal monkey cabinet dunk. onto the ground, slice my fucking finger open. I've got him in a fucking uh, shoulder lock. I'm about to break his shoulder, and he's still fighting. And my, my sergeant, my corporal, I won't mention his name. He's a little, mm, he, I'm going to tase him. I'm like, don't you fucking tase him. Don't you fucking tase him. We're too close. You're going to hit me. <laughs> if he gets a prong and I get a prong, we both taking a ride. I don't want that ride. That fucking hurts. That's like the, the hand of God reaching into you, pulling your soul out. That hurts. I was like, don't you fucking do it. So I finally get him rolled over. We get cuffs on him. I got my fucking whole hand is just bleeding. I'm exposed to his blood now. I'm like, fuck. So what do they do? My corporal, my corporal says, Roland, you're riding in the back of the ambulance with him so you can go get checked out at the hospital. <laughs> Got to save some gas. This was at 6.30 in the morning. You know what time we get off? 7. 6.30. Okay. <laughs> my whole fucking shift went home and left my ass at the hospital. Damn, I was like, right. you motherfuckers. Day shift came in. They came and picked me up because they were nice enough about it. They came and picked me up and they're like, man, your fucking corporal sucks. I was like, fucking tell me about it. He's fucking, oh, man, he, that guy, all he wanted to do is pepper spray and tase people. I want to know how many naked people you've had to fight. Oh, a lot. My, mm, I'll tell you my favorite fight. <laughs> I had to punch this chick in the stomach 15 times. So was, I, I, we get a call one night. I'm, I'm working up in a. So clearly you're pro-choice. I was about to say. You are. More than just a casual fall down the stairs. <laughs> we get the fucking job done, okay? So we, we get a call. I'm working up in Freehome area. That's a ball ground area, if y'all don't know that. Uh, so I'm working up there, and we get a call. Um, Jasper has a bunch of break-ins at the uh, gas stations. All the gas stations are closed. People breaking in, stealing shit. So they said, you know, go around, check all your gas. I pull in this gas station. I'm like, there's a fucking truck sitting there, lights out. I'm like, oh, this is about to be fun. So as soon as I pull up, what happens? Car starts up and I start driving. Well, I get out. I don't even. I don't turn my lights on. This is a whole big deal. I had to go to court and all this shit. I walk up on the back on the tailgate, right? And I said, "Hey, man, what what y'all doing here?" He said, "Oh, man, we just came up here to get gas." And I was like, "At a closed gas station? Like the lights are off?" I was twenty four hours if you use your debit card, and I was like, "Well, that says two dollars." Did you get $2 worth of gas? And he said, no, I forgot my debit card at home. So I was like, all right, man. Well, hey, do you mind stepping out and talking to me for a second? That is classified, by the way, as a knock and talk. A knock and talk. Because I never turn on my lights. So he gets out and he, you know, hey, man, have you ever been in jail? You on probation or anything like that? Asking the normal question. Yeah, I've been in jail for um, possession of meth and um, with the intent to distribute. All right, you got anything in the car? Nah. All right, you mind if I search it? No, I don't care. That's fine. So, of course, the girl's in the car. I tell her to get out. Mind you, this is December 23rd, like oh, shit. Mm. 10 degrees outside. It's fucking cold. 
and it's raining. This bitch is taking her sweat sweatpants off, taking her jacket off. She's down into shorts and a tank top, and, and that's it. No shoes, no nothing. I'm like, hey, she's like, that's not my jacket. Well, I'm already looking in the car. Oh, I look into her purse. I didn't open it. Let that be for the record. I never opened it. I just looked in it. There's a damn meth pipe sitting right on top. Three of them. All right. So I get over there. I'm like, hey, we got to put her in cuffs. I was like, is that your purse? She's like, yeah. And I was like, all right. You got any meth on you? She's like, no, I don't I do not do meth. I was like, you got, you got three meth pipes in your purse, honey. You, you do meth. Well, let's be honest. Look at them teeth. All right. <laughs> and so <laughs> we go to put her in cuffs. I get one cuff on, and she turns face to face. And I was like, you don't want to do this. Like, I'm not that person. I'm like, I will, I don't. I will fucking fight you, and I don't care. Like I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna fight you tonight. I really don't want to do this. Here's my corporal, same corporal. I'm gonna tase you. I'm gonna tase you. I'm like <laughs> motherfucker, monkey dunker. Put her ass on the ground. Grab that arm. Let's go. Put her on the ground. Put her in cuffs. We finally get her in cuffs. This bitch. We gotta put her in the back of the car. Feet out the door. So of course, what do we do? We go to the other side. We pull her through. Head out the door. Well, she eventually gets her hands in front of her. So she puts her feet out the door. And I'm like, put your fucking feet in this car. I'm like, fuck, I'm done. And so she's not listening. So I'm st- I pull her head back through. And she's over here trying to, like, put her hands out. And I'm just over here just tagging the shit out of her stomach, trying to just get her to fold in half mm-hmm. so I can close the door. Well, she finally grabs that door frame with her hands. And I shabow, slam the door. Oh, shit. So Ooh. I got both doors closed now, though. <laughs> and she was like, my hands, my hands. I was like, mm. hey, what's the li- boy doing? Uh, watching. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, one of my beat partners. Uh, there's another guy my size, like two of me, but all muscle. Him and I are just, uh, we're just trying to get this girl in, in the car. But she's, she's 6'2", 130 pounds, and just a fucking Dang. scrappy one, right? The other guy is scared to fight anyone. He's over there putting his little fucking spidey gloves on. And so I got her hand stuck in this fucking door frame. She's crying and screaming. I'm like, hey, listen, if I open this door, you going to put your hands in? She's like, yes, please. I was like, listen, we ain't going to play this game back and forth, are we? We have a five-minute conversation before I finally get to open the door. She puts her hands on the closet again. Take her to jail. And, they, you know, when you go to jail for drugs, you got to get a strip search, right? Squat and cough. She has two meth pipes stuck up in st- Damn. up in her hoo ha. Oh, yeah, rolling with five meth pipes, dude. <laughs> that's a damn. Yeah, that's probably the the best fight. And, and I'm talking about out of all the fights I've been in, that's probably the the best fight. Cause she, I mean, she, she was a fucking scrapper. She never hit us. She just, you just couldn't put her ass in the car. You just couldn't do it. I mean, mm. six two, you long. Buddy than go that to car. the good buddy. Go to the big house too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had uh he had another two or three meth pipes in his pockets. By the time I, I had him in cuss, but I never searched we, them. Like, I fear like, you got a weed pipe. A one weed pipe is good. Like, do meth pipes have this kind of scarcity that I didn't I, know about where they're holding? Shit, shit I don't know. I, I had a knack for drugs and alcohol, though, like DUIs I've and drugs. I've heard that about you. Yeah, well, you know, here we are. <laughs> here, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things, dude, like, you just, because of just being a meth head, you're such a fucking just, you know, tweaker that... You just constantly like you just rip the resin on those things. Well, you and I grew up around plenty of plenty, it. yeah, plenty of people. Who, we, did, well, we did plenty of drugs. Well, you, from from <laughs> what, what I under, what I what I understand, drugs, they get a little hot and they break really quick. Oh. Yeah, because I mean, I because I the bowl it. is the bowl is so so thin, and and so as you're sitting there, and a lot of people use a fucking torches on them, not just a regular lighter, they use a fucking torches on them. So, I, I guess I'm being very ignorant in this. Then a meth pipe and a crack pipe are very meth pipe is straight. 
Okay, or, that's what no, I no. Crack pipe is straight. Meth pipe has a bowl. I don't know from experience. I just okay. being a police officer. So the meth pipe does have the. I was thinking it was the other way around. All right, nope. that makes it's okay. Too much, man. <laughs> you do can drugs, actually find. Don't do drugs, please. Don't do drugs. If you do, go to Cobb County. What's well, like they used to, they, they, the Sitcos and the Conicos used to sell the damn the roses. The roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, bitch. I nobody hey, want to. I want to th- th- know. I want to know how he said. The Conicos and Zipcos, and you are the roses, the roses. Because <laughs> where we grew, we grew up in Cobb County, dude. That's what they put them right by South checkout, Cobb. and they put them right by checkout, and there's a pipe that big. Yeah, I mean a three inch pipe with a fucking plastic rose shoved into it, and they're like, and it's like one of those things, like, oh, roses. buy my girl a rose. Yeah, got yeah. my girl. Like, dude, ain't no, don't know. I bitch got myself want, a pipe. Bitch want that rose. That's all it was. Like, just and not to mention, you walk outside and there's roses just. Sprinkled on the ground like it was like it was a fucking wedding or something, you know. As soon as they open up, just toss them out. But yeah, that was fucking. Area, Jesse, where'd dude. you grow up? Grew up in Macon. Macon. Yeah. Oh shit, down Damn. south, Georgia boy. The yeah, Macon, man. Macon. That's not too south. You about centralized, right? I, yeah, a little about. south. Yeah. But I mean, I grew up in the sticks. So I grew up on a dirt road. Then we moved out to Lazella. Again, dirt road. Still, I'm in the double wide now. So I upgraded. Hey, yeah, shit, I got me a little go kart. I flipped uh, that some bitch a few times. Hell having, yeah. You know. Like recently? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what I did recently, actually. Uh-oh. And this is a, this is a, unfortunately, a true story. So about a year and a half ago, we're talking eh, mid-March uh, 2022. I was talking to this girl and I had a wild hair up my ass. I said, hey, babe, let's go skating. Like quad skating? Uh, we got quads. I, you know, I hadn't been skating in, you know, 20, 21 years. Okay. So it, it was all new to me again. But yeah, we got the old school quads and we didn't get the, you know, where they rollerblades now. They're, yeah. Like yeah, off, inlines, like, whatever yeah. they call it. So I'm yeah. looking on a rink and we went to Sparkles. I got to go to Sparkles, dude. Hell yeah. It's the and, spot. Uh, you know, there's older people out there with uh, the little rollers, you know, that can assist you. And I'm like, ah, I'm a big boy. <laughs> Said, hey. Um, let's go get a drink and then, you know, bust our ass on the ring. She's like, no, nah, we ain't falling. Well, my right ankle, granted, we're on carpet. We hadn't made it to the ring. My right ankle said, where the hell you are? I went down. Oh, shit. Sniper. Quick. <laughs> and I heard an audible pop. Oh, no. And then I felt a crack. And I just lay there, and I get up, and I'm holding up my my right leg, and my foot's just dangling. Shit. So they come over there. They put my big ass in a wheelchair, and the date had to help me in my truck and drive me home. She's like 120 pounds soaking wet. So she had a little <laughs> workout. And uh, <clears throat> well, Did you work her out afterwards? Off maybe topic, I gotta- maybe. Yep, I got a boo boo. Yeah, you can kiss and make it better. <laughs> well, they had the audacity to give us two free passes to come back. <laughs> you had so much fun. Come back and do it Listen, again. Listen, you broke it the first time. Let's get the other one next yeah. time. All this right? should at least hook you up with some laser tag. You know, like, well, look, clearly skating's not your thing. So it's come get not. your laser tag on, man. That shit's hilarious. They gave you free passes to come well, back. Well, I went to urgent care the <laughs> next day, the wound, man. Salt and the wound. I'm hobbling in there on these on these crutches. And like, what happened? I was like, uh, I broke my ankle. I'm not a, a nurse professional, but, you know, I know something's broken. I can feel it. Well, the doctor take me back there and do x-rays. He comes back in about two and a half minutes, which is unheard of. He goes, yeah, you did some damage. Just pulls it up, and I about shit. 
I have broken my uh, fibula in half Damn. and dislocated and twisted my talus, yep. and I had a slight break in my uh, tibia. So he said, "Yeah, you're gonna have some. You're gonna have to get some hardware." And I about cried because I was like, "I ain't got no insurance, man. I can't afford this. This is gonna be really big surgery." So I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try the VA. See if they'll actually help something." So the next day, I drove down there, sent the ER for five and a half hours, mm-hmm. um, and then took me back there. And they had an ortho. I had to call her in. I have, this is the first time ever I've ever had five women touch me at the same time. <laughs> but I was, I was high. They gave me a lot of stuff. And she tries to reset it. Ooh. The yep. amount of pain. I yelled. I didn't cry. I yelled like a fucking grizzly bear. Oh, so, say what you were going to say. You yelled like a... Bitch. There you go. You know, it happens. That's a Marine thing. So they ended up <laughs> scheduling me for surgery. I'm like, finally, you know, and I'm being belligerent. It's seven o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna go ahead and get fixed. And <clears throat> I dressed up for the occasion. I wore my fuck around and find out shirt from Grunt Style. <laughs> and That's then I had uh, my I, I had my American flag silkies on underneath my gym shorts. And a lady comes right there and says, Okay, you gotta get naked. And I said, What? I said, I dressed up for y'all. I wore my American flag silkies. I was I wasn't happy. Well, they will me back there, and you know, doctor goes, uh, "Are you known to wake up and be aggressive?" I was like, "Well, I've, I've had some night terrors before where I've I've hit, kicked, and headbutted, and fell out of the bed." Um, so they're like, "All right, well, put your put your hands off." I said, "Like I'm getting crucified." They're like, "Yeah." Next thing I know, strap strap. I was about to say, yep. you just signed up. For you a just signed up for a little ride, yep. baby. And uh, I woke up what I thought five minutes later, and I'm rocking uh, six screws, a pin, and a plate. Damn, nice. Son. Yeah. Nice. Spark. So, hey, did you use that voucher yet? Fuck, man. I get that <laughs> shit away so quick. I said, I almost burned it. Dude, awesome. I don't. So, just, well, I didn't I, get that invite to Sparkles. Did you? No, no not me. <laughs> um, with the VA stuff, I don't know if you've ever used this. If you call their triage line, they will, they'll tell So if you would have called that triage line, be like, hey, I fucking fell pretty positive. I broke my fucking ankle. They say, okay, okay, what do you send you? And then next, they, they're going to triage you over the phone, like, what happened? What here? Da, 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 da. What are you, what's your pain? What's, you know, ask you your normal questions. And if they deem it significant, which shockingly, they're pretty fucking open Good. about being like, okay, that's, that's, that's an emergency. You can go to your local emergency room. So then you could have gone to, you know, Cherokee Northside or Kennestone. And so I use that more, just future future reference. I use that more often mainly because me personally, like, I just don't, I don't, first of all, I don't want to drive to the Atlanta VA because it's quite a ride. But mm-hmm. I don't, if I can avoid using them at all costs, I'd like to do that too because I, I think it's, you know, it's nice to have something, but it's clearly you're there. It's subpar. Yeah, it's um, depressing too. It is very depressing to be there. That I mean, it, you're talking about, you know, hell, there's probably a couple, couple, W two vets, Korean vets, and then Vietnam vets. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were yeah. every motherfucker in there except for you is in a wheelchair. Yeah, and it stinks like shit. Smells like like it, it's just it, dude. It's just it is, it is like hospitals aren't aren't great anyway. Like they're just not a fun place to be in. But like you can go to some and like all right, it's this the VA hospital. I swear to God, is just lined with people and like it's just grungy, just mm-hmm. well, and they don't care. run by the government. It yep. is so. Just adds up. Next time, if something ever happens, and oh, not to mention, I just found out too. If you got uh, obviously you got you got disability if you're registered, 
you can go to like CVS's now and urgent clinics and they should be able to call in. You don't have to even ask for those. You can go in there. You fucking think, you know, whatever COVID you think you got COVID, you need something. You can go see, get seen at the CVS minute clinic. They'll call, they'll do like the, your, your, uh, VA check. Boom. Get you set up and like, you can see them right there. So that's, and it's usually covered. So that one's, that one's really nice. I only found that out because I, I was dealing for, for like two and a half years. I was dealing with a fucking gnarly sinus infection. And it was like to the Jeez. point where clearly where it got to the, it was chronic. And I was like, I'd feel better for a week and then I'm down. Yeah. Feel better for, and then I'm down. And I was like, all right. They're, they're, so I end up going to um, the VA out in uh, West Cobb, which isn't my VA, but I went in there when I was like, dude, I am fucking hurting. I was like, I, I left work. I went to work that day and like I, I was hurting so bad that I was like, all right, I got like, I'm, I closed down, went to there. And the lady told me this is, this is high to COVID too. She told me, she's like, well, she's like, I just want you to know. She's like, you know, I can I can see you, but I can't treat you. And I was like, "What does that mean?" She's like, "Well, I can see you and take information." She's like, "But I got to submit all this to your actual provider, and they'll get back with you." I was like, "I'm fucking not doing well now." I was like, "So I got to wait five days for my provider to respond to your notes to to send me either hopefully send me a damn a virtual prescription to get something or wait for them to ship it to me, which takes another five days." Yes, and she's like. Yeah, pretty much. She's like, I can see you and diagnose you. She's like, I just can't treat you. She's like, by the way, because of your symptoms, I need you to pull around back, and I need to do a COVID test. And I was like, lady, I was like, I just told you my whole face is on fire. It fucking hurts. And you think you're going to stick a fucking Q-tip up my nose? I was like, you're out of your fucking head. And she's like, excuse me? I was like, you're out of your fucking head. I was like, I can't. My face hurts. Like, I'm like, I'm not here because I want to be here. I was like, I'm fucking in, 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 in bad shape. I was like, and the last thing you're gonna do is stick a fucking Q-tip up my nose with me wide awake. Yeah, no. and she's like, "Well, sir," and I was like, "You know what? I'm good." So I left. And, I, and then mother, I was shocked, dude. Those motherfuckers called me six times in a row, leaving messages like, "Sir, please come back." Sir, come back. Sir, come back. I was like, "Nope." And I was like, "I'll go out of pocket. I'll go to this. I'll go to CVS. I go to this minute clinic." I was like, "I need something." Go in there, sit down. I didn't. I had no idea. And I'm talking to this lady. She's like, you know. I told her, I actually told her about going to the VA. She said, oh, you're a veteran? She's like, yeah. She's like, you have disability percent? I was like, yeah, I do. She's like, hang on. Makes a phone call. Doot, doot, doot. Gets my social to him. Comes up like, yep, he's he's cleared. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, it's covered by the VA to be here. And I was like, the fuck? That's anything over 50, right? I don't know. I, I, I don't I even know percentage-wise. I think but, 50 or higher, you get the entrance to the VA. Oh uh, Well, it's I don't know if it's... 30. It, 30% it, so, or higher. So she straight up called, and they're like, all right, you're good. And like... Ran me up, gave me a Z pack, you know, antibiotic <laughs> Z pack, fucking sent me on my way. Those Z packs, oh, I love Z packs. Um, stuff comes from the Lord, man. Yeah, just tossing that out there, man. Future, future stuff, man. Anybody that listens, if you got a problem, if you don't like your VA, there's some VAs that are great. I got people that I work with in Canton that live in Canton. They drive to the Chattanooga VA because it's so incredible. Yeah, it's it's nice that one, and then Asheville is really good. What's what's the one out there by? Uh, it's it's out in the boonies by Pat. You go past Villa Rica and all that. Mm. Um, it's over there by Alabama. That one's great. That that that's the one that handles mainly um, hearing problems. Which you know, if you were in the military, we have constant ringing, which is you know, categorizes freedom. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you can go out there and get some hearing aids hooked up as long as uh, you can get an appointment or your primary care will send you out there. So another thing as well is if the VA is, say, you're, I don't know, 90 days 
and you have you need this appointment. If they can't fill that within that nanny, they'll refer you out. I'm nice. gonna tell you this. Probably ninety percent of the time they can't. Yeah. The VA is backed up six to eight months guaranteed. So that's why half the time I do anything, I go, I ask for community care. And a lot of the times they'll just let you try it because they they know they'll tell you like they know that they're backed up with X. I mean, you're talking about getting an X-ray, oh, no. and you're backed up six to eight months. It's under my Shit, office. No. So so half half the there stuff half the well, say, half the stuff they do, uh, I, I do send me community care. So yeah. for the past since since COVID, so so once all my my in in person appointments at the VA went to virtual, everything I've done I've asked for uh, community care. Send me out. Let me see them. Schedule it through the VA. So I end up getting, going that route. I end up getting sinus surgery, uh, through through Wellstar, uh, because of that. So like it took a little bit to do because I had to kind of see a couple people. Finally, I got a referral from the VA. I got an eight month referral from the VA that the VA would cover any anything under under this title for what I was dealing with under these these codes. So I got to go through and do my full my full like workup for ENT. To go through sinus and sinus surgery, and then I also did audiology because I had hearing loss. Finds out I got this shit called autosclerosis, which is like there's bone hardening. I knew it on on my ear bone. I knew so it, it decreased it. <laughs> so I, I got to Hold go on, through and like you had bone hardening on your D bone on my ear. Oh, on my D on my ear bone. Hey, so so I got I got well, a I quick question. I, yeah, of course I can't grow bone where I need to grow. You know, right? <laughs> <My> <laughs> fucking but, ear, unbelievable. Before I ask this question, uh, a little bit about the VA. Right, and, and this is a little shout out for some people that help Marty out. Right, who who is the uh, company? I think it's DAV or or that yeah. helped you out. Yeah. So a little shout out to them, uh, and Marty could tell you a little bit about them. Uh, what, what what was their name? Uh, well, I mean it's DAV, so it's Disabled American Veterans. It's just a it's a com- local community organization. So. Well, not I'm gonna say local. It's actually it's nationwide, but yeah. they help you do uh, pretty much anything with the VA. But yep. if you want to increase VA percentages, if you listen to this, if you're not already rocking percentages and you you want to talk to your local DAV rep, I know here in um in Georgia, and I don't think I don't think it's county related. I don't think it has to be like a Cobb or a Cherokee County, but it used to be and I think it still is. Every Wednesday they meet at the uh the Cobb County Department of Labor uh, or the Georgia Department of Labor, which is located in Cobb County right off of uh uh Oh God, it's over off Chastain Road. What is that road that cuts? McCollum. No, it's 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 right off of that. But Busby Main Street. No, what is the damn side road? Busby. Oh, it, it's it's either way. It's the Kennesaw. You can look up Kennesaw Department of Labor. It's right off of that road. Um. Anyways, Big Shanty. There we go. Ah. Big Shanty Road, uh, Kennesaw Department of Labor. I think they're there every Wednesday from like nine to one, nine to two. You can set an appointment up online, which is beneficial. You can also just be a walk in. They usually see you. But those dudes walk you through. They do the right paperwork. They act as a power of attorney for you. Get everything done. So you want to increase percentages, get stuff done. Those are the dudes to do it. So there's a shout out, DAV. All right. So I want to go back to your hospital story. All right. <laughs> How many of us been in the hospital and got some little some little pain med? Ooh. What yep. is the what is the number one pain med? Percept. to get from the hospital, IV wise. Uh, fentanyl. Yes. Oh, thank you. Which one was it? He said fentanyl. <laughs> I mean, at the time I felt. I'm going to get the fentanyl. Well, I mean, wait. Firefighters do carry fentanyl. Well, they do. Shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, that Delada. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that Delada right up. there, man. That's. I'm gonna tell you. I was I, on the 11th floor. I don't know I, what I had an uh, uh, an appendectomy, uh, emergency appendectomy. Right. Another fun story from the Coast Guard. Crawled into the base. I got written up for having an appendectomy. 
a good time. <laughs> so I go to the hospital, right? And, and the reason I got written up is because I didn't tell my senior chief I was going to the hospital, even though I went to medical. Change and man, they, man, you got to run that shit up the flagpole. Was, mm-hmm. Listen, I was on lunch. I went to medical, and they said, I'm going to let your senior chief, I'm going to let your staff know, but you in an ambulance to the hospital. So they put me on Dilaudid after this after the surgery, right? And I'm on the 11th floor. You know that that uh, commercial in the arms of the angel talk about saving all these fucking animals? <laughs> I look at that, that thing's fucking plan. I was like, fucking animals should all fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here looking at the window just man, fucking... You hitting pit bulls in the nose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This dude's... <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Hey, it's all coming out, man. You're just a fucking animal hater. Listen, hey, I you got, can't talk. I got, you're the one who... Hey, we heard your story about hitting that cat not that long ago. Hey, Which let's one? be honest. I got two one dogs. One left a dent in the forerunner. That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I Anybody got two ever dogs, had? four cats, and a bearded dragon, four kids. I think I qualify Jeez. for for being good. But I'm sitting here shaking on that Dilaudid, shaking my finger at the window. My wife's like, what are you doing? I was like, you don't see that motherfucker in the window? <laughs> She's like, babe, we're on the 11th floor. I was like, he fucking climbed it. <laughs> fucking get him. <laughs> Dude, that see, Dilaudid is some I good haven't had shit. any like, post-surgery painkillers, man. Like, I actually, whatever, mm. they, whatever they put me out on, knock me out. And but, then, as, you know, yeah. coming, coming to off of that. Like you're feeling good for a minute, but I, yeah, I've never had any like deepest I've ever been was like my ID. wisdom teeth, and then I had surgery on my wrist, and I mean when I had surgery on my wrist, it was like I was awake and walking around quick. Oh quick. fuck, not me. They did short, uh, surgery on the they shoulder. Had, yeah. I ripped my bicep tendon off the bone, Ooh. and and they stuck a needle like this fucking big. It, that's about six inches in the guy world. Yes, it um, is. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's twelve inches in the guy oh, world. Oh, you right. So they, they put it in, and as they as they put it down, they wait till they hit that nerve, and your arm does this little number. Yeah. You have no fucking control over it. This bitch does this like six times. I'm like, we could we could stop. I was like, we fucking got a, a twelve inch needle on my shoulder. Jeez. What the fuck's going on? She goes, you're not gonna remember any of this in about three seconds. And they put this fucking mask on. I was like, I got this. I'm counting to thirty. One. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fucking done, oh, dude. <laughs> I, I have to do. I have to get the gas when I go to the dentist because I fucking hate. I hate anything. the dentist. I hate Fuck. anything, anything with my fucking <laughs> teeth. Can't stand it. So I found a dentist that would uh, give me gas, yeah. and I pay for it. You know, it comes out it, like it, my way. My insurance works. They pay for the cleaning. I pay for the gas. And fucking call it a wash. So like fifty bucks. Dude, I love going to the dentist now, man. Three times a year, I'm in there getting Like clean. laughing gas? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get yeah. gas for Hell yes. Ah, All you got to do is stuff? ask for it and pay for it, man. Hell no. Is it good stuff, like, huh? Go See, that's <laughs> medical grade, baby. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I've had four wisdom teeth removed. In the in the military? Never, never been under. It mm. has been every fucking time I've ever I had now wisdom I, teeth I really taken out. I really couldn't do that. Well, I say it was two different two different times. In boot camp, I had the two on the bottom taken out. Oh, shit. And then right before I got out, I made a decision, made an executive decision. I was like, well, fuck. VA doesn't cover dental. I ain't got no money or no job lined up. And I probably need to get these teeth executive out. Executive decision. So <laughs> I, I, before I got out, I'm, I'm getting ready for terminal leave. I was like, hey, I got to get these teeth out. So I went and got my other two wisdom teeth pulled uh, right before I got out. Dude, both fucking times. All they do, take them fucking needles. Jam them in the palates and the gums and the de- just numb that shit up as numb as they can get it, and you're wide awake staring at the fucking sky and they're just God. now now right before I got out wasn't bad because the two I had up top they were they weren't impacted so they were just up there now I will say you know I could feel him cut it but not the pressure or not pain like I I, you kind of you like you feel it and it's so close to the ear you just hear that. I oh yes, even, I can't even hear this conversation and then he, right now. He grabs him with those forceps and you just yeah. feel like the pressure. 
Now, the bottom ones, though, dude, those things were impacted. Those motherfuckers Mm. were in my mouth with a fucking drill. No, drill, just (laughs) breaking fucking teeth off and pulling them out while I'm wide (laughs) awake, dude. I walked out. I wa- so I go back to my drill instructor, and and I and I say this: I don't swell very much from anything. Like, yeah, I, I I've, never, I've never like I don't I don't bru- I, I never. Well, I'm getting older, so it happens more now. I never bruised very much. Like I like it took a lot to get a bruise. It took a lot to swell. Like that's just kind of how how it's been. I was 19 years old, and I walked I I walked back to to um my my freaking um whatever like my unit um. And my drill, my senior drill instructor looked at me. He's like, "Wilson, how many fucking teeth you have pulled?" And I was like, <laughs> two, sir." And he's like, "God damn!" And I was like, "Fuck!" He's like, "Shit!" He's like, "They fucked you up, dude." And I was like, "And I hadn't seen myself, you know, because you don't get anything in boot camp, dude. You don't." So I finally got a second to go into in, into the bathroom to see myself, dude. My whole face like looked like a. He's like, "I mean, and it looked like four teeth were fucking pulled. My whole face was swollen up to my eyes, pushed up." And he's like. I mean, when when your fucking senior drill instructor jumps back like he's seen a ghost, I was like, oh, that can't oh, be yeah. a good sign, yeah. man. Um, yeah, they fucked me up, dude. Jesse, maybe that's a good spot to go to because, like, boot, like basic and boot and all that shit, like, there's always some funny stories. You have anything fun? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, man. Actually, I was thinking it's about this. That. So, you know, Marine Corps is, is boot camp. We don't go through basic training. So we had we had this kid, man. He was a, he was a douche and a half. And... We all just got done with the crucible, so we're all got blisters everywhere. Uh, we're all crying. We got our eagle glove and anchor. And <clears throat> once you get to that point, your hats, you know, you know, you, there's no sir, no odd, you know, whatever. Just yes, sergeant, no, whatever. Staff sergeant gunning. Well, you didn't call him gunning in boot camp, but probably get smoked. Um, he would. <clears throat> so I was, I was first squad leader, and. I had I made friends. We had this this one kid. Every night for thirteen weeks, he would piss his bed. <laughs> Dead ass serious, and he was the Blue Falcon of our platoon. Now, Blue Falcon, same thing. He's a buddy fucker. He would tell so quick. We're from the south. I'm like, hey, snitches get stitches. Uh-huh. So I got seven of us together. During the night, had Firewatch come wake us up. We all got bars of soap. Oh, shit. And our OD green socks, brown, whatever they are, like I said, colorblind, and shaving cream. I had, I was on the back of the rack and then three on each side. And I, you know, count down, three, two, one. Everybody just rips the sheets off, holds him down. And we start welling him. We had a little sock party with shaving cream. And if you don't know what that does, you don't bruise on outside. You bruise on the inside. Oh, shit. Mm. So the next morning, we all get online, and he has black eyes. Both of them. He looks like a little raccoon. He's got his nose busted. He's got blood just, just dried up. Ain't nobody said a word. Nobody said shit. Nobody saw anything. It was pitch black, Paris Island, in January, and cold as fuck. So that was a good time. Jeez, this is an old school treatment right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we never so look. We we fucked with some people. Um, 
I, I would say for the most part, we had a pretty good unit. Like our, our platoon was was pretty solid. So now we had some weaklings, but we didn't have any like like snitch type people. But we did. I I, I told this one of the early earlier uh, episodes. We had a pickup man. This oh. dude got brought in, and they they fucked this dude from the get go. They they made whoever dropped his ass off. They made him walk in through the drill instructor door. <laughs> so we're on, and and, uh, and you know we're standing in. <laughs> We're actually doing because it, it was raining outside, so we're inside doing rifle drill in the fucking uh, in the squad base. So we're doing rifle drill, and all of a sudden, boom! This door opened, and here's fucking recruit just standing there, and our heavies like you know. So we are heavy and two kills. You know, next thing I know, both kills grab this kid, and then he immediately boop just pull him straight into the bathroom, and they fuck this kid up for like thirty minutes. And this kid just looked like I I think he got pulled, he got injured, plus he also had freaking. Um, Oh, what was this shit? What was the infection people got? Cellulitis. Yo, God. He ended up getting cellulitis. He got really bad acne. So you talk about the acne that turns like purple. Oh, like he shit. So he got, dude, he was just, he was fucked up all the way around, dude, with, with shit. And um, they, and, and so not only was he a pickup, but he had all this shit with him, dude. So they fucked with him so hard, man. And I'll never forget. Like, I mean, it was one of those things. I, I told him, like, we'd be laying in, in the rack and all of a sudden you'd just hear somebody like tapping the rack because you can't say yes, sir, I, sir, at, at night. So once they turn the lights off, they're fucking with you. Like, you don't say shit. You just you tap the rack. So you just hear his rack. It was every fucking <laughs> night. I swear this dude's rack was getting. But on the crucible, we're coming out. It's our last. What was our last? Dude, man, I can't remember if it was the last. Like, I can't remember if it was the first hump in or the last hump out. It was one of them. The dude's literally right in front of me on this rack. And all of a sudden, like, fall. I think it was coming back. It had to be coming back. Um. Cause we were I, like, I was, I remember being fucking exhausted. So like it had to be coming back and it's like, we're, we're humping all of a sudden this dude falls like just trip, like stumbles on something, like hits a rock, Trump trips, like falls over. So like, I try to grab him and pull him up. I was like, you know, I don't want to say his name, but I was like, get up, get up, get up. And next thing I know my, my fucking kill hat came over and this dude fucking like Ray Lewis me out. And he's like, get the fuck off him. He's like, fuck that bitch. Y'all step on him. On the way, he's like, and I was like, God damn, dude, okay, yeah. like, I'm on my way, dude. And they're like, moving, like, keep me working there. He's like, he's like, get the fuck up. You want to get up? Get up. Like, Ain't nobody helping you up. And I was like, okay, man. Like, I had to hit me, knock my ass over, dude. I had to pick myself up. And I was like, God, dog, dude. Like, they they did not like this kid. And he's one of those dudes. Like, he got messed up. But I tell you this, never, I, I, dude, never heard him fucking complain. Made it through it. Got like, got through. You know, I don't even know if he made it through the crucible. Like, I don't know if he got put in a vehicle at the end. Cause like I said, once, once I tried to help him up and I got freaking steamrolled by a drill instructor, like, you know, said, get the fuck up, touch him, get in line. And I was like, you know, so now I'm AT&T and running up yep. to touch somebody, you know, <laughs> um, I have no, I don't know. I don't Damn. know where or how he made it back when he got back in line, Those whatever, moments. however happened. But, but that, that mother, like, you know, he graduated. So he, he I get, I assume he got through, he graduated with us, but they just, from the day we got him, they hated him. Him, and we had one other dude that was a fat body. And this dude lost probably, <laughs> whoo, he probably lost 40 pounds God in boot camp. Um, but just a, a nerdy kind of dude, man. Like, he's just one of those, like, hat, you know. And, and look, when you got to wear the BCGs, the glasses, man, <laughs> yeah. like. They they don't they don't do anything for anybody but like certain nope. people put them on like the face don't help at all like this dude just looked like a Poindexter kind of dude. like it just, he did and he had that he had a high pitched voice so I sir like dude, did it fucking it was awful 
So him and that dude, it was nonstop, dude. Like, I mean, and both of them, when they finally moved, and this guy came, I, I swear to God, their racks were literally next to each other. <laughs> so it was always like, I'm, and, and they were probably the hot zone. They were they were three racks over, and just on the other side of the barracks, but three racks over across the way. So I just heard like every I, every fucking night, I just hear tapping. It was over <laughs> there every single time. I was like. God, it sucks to be them, dude. I'm, you know, she thankful for that distraction hey, for you. Yeah. I told you he he got me that one night, but he, look, they know. Oh yeah, they they, they it's it, it it's part of the weeding. Like they, yep. if you're if you show weakness, if they think there's something there, they freaking hone in on it. Did you and, ever get uh any of them get popped? Like pull out the BCGs and wham. Because I, I I don't know if I remember seeing it. In, like I, I I can almost guarantee it happened with them. Because they had them damn what they call it, like the nerd strap or whatever it yep. was like, but yeah, it's <laughs> they. I, I can guarantee it happened. I don't know how, like how often I remember, but like I just know those. They, we had those two dudes were probably probably the two. I mean, every, there were several others that got it, you know, now and then too. But those two dudes got it every fucking night. It seemed like, especially especially when our one main our main kill hat was on on deck, like our youngest kill hat. Yeah, when he was when he was the the I guess like the. the the di or you know on on duty he's the like you almost knew it oh, like, they hated it his name was us. like I, I didn't even gonna like hate him because like i like the dude a lot so i'll like, say his name was sergeant tamala this dude was a fucking character now i'll tell you this too that motherfucker when we i think we were his first or second uh platoon to come through that dude could not freaking march anybody to save his life <laughs> and not that he couldn't march he just had no rhythm so like you know you get some of these some of these like cats who they die like, right, it sound good yeah. this dude lap like it was the most like it, it, dude it was like fucking nails on a chalkboard kind of like nothing about it was good like it was that was not his thing but that dude would absolutely fuck your ass up in the middle of the night dude so yeah. hey let it run let it so, run so Jesse what year did you say you were in oh nine yeah oh nine to thirteen what year did you join Marty um. Uh, 06, well, yeah, 06, and so I graduated January 07, but I went in 06. And how long, when, when did you go in? Me? Yep. October 7, no, uh, August 17th, 2004. All right. I was out 83 days later, whatever that works out to. I was uh, February of 04. Yep. Came home right oh, then, uh, I just started high school then. Make me feel old, hey man, indirectly. I just turned hey, uh, two. Uh, what's what's the 25th? I gotta call my sister, it's her birthday. So, Amy, if you listen, I love you. Happy birthday. My birthday, birthday was two days ago. So, hey, happy listen, birthday. Big, right here, baby. He's over the hill, big 40, baby. He's over the hill, halfway to 80. Okay, hey, let's go. I'll be 38 next month, halfway to 80, and still fucking like a charm, Jesse. You, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, any big other boy. like. Particular stories that stick out from your service, man. Anything you want hit, to share? Hit us with the cringer, man. Hit hit us with the one that 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 the recesses, the one you put away. Not to put you on the spot or anything, you know. Hmm. <clears throat> my uh, my second unit. I just got back from uh, a career course. So when you when you pick up corporal sergeant. And your mech, they send you up to uh, Johnson. So we get to hang out and our, you know, we're in our own bricks. You know, we got beer, we're partying every night, and all the boots are like, Wah. so <clears throat> I get back and my record driver is, he's just, 
he lives in medical. He was a faker. He's at a hundred percent now, and it just basically mm. got gave to him. Well, he backed a wrecker up, um, and we were doing something with the chains, and he left them out. And I was in there about to go into the office, and he comes past me and turns at me and throws me the keys, just like a fucking baseball. And they hit me in the chest. And I look at him, and I just get red. I'm like, what the fuck? And he goes into the office. I grab that fucking door, swing it open. My CWO's in there. I got two fucking gunnies, two staff sergeants, three sergeants, and my fucking mass aren't in there. <clears throat> and I am ripping this dude's fucking ass. Like, I'm getting to the point, I'm unbuttoning my blouse. And we're about to fucking go to the tree line and have a little fucking party. But uh, that was that was a very big moment where I was literally about to get NJP'd for fucking somebody up in front of God and everybody in my mm-hmm. group. So, I mean, it, we just got to the point where um, we, we didn't like getting yelled at anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> not to mention my unit, I'm not going to name the name, but um, the needs of the Marine Corps, we were, uh, we were down the road from, from uh, PI. We had eight hats strong at one point, and everybody wanted to play who's got the bigger dingling. When I say we did PT in my last unit, as some of my boys in, in Marsoc, and SF dudes, Ricky Recon, they never did. And they were like, why? I don't know. We didn't have anything to do. We were a third echelon shop. We didn't repair. We replaced. So, I mean, we had, I think half my, uh, half my shop got out with uh, 50 or higher. Damn. So, and Damn. they're all on uh, pain meds, depression meds. All this kind of shit. It's it's everything that <clears throat> nobody really sheds like limelight on. That once you get out, man, and you you know you lose that camaraderie. Yep. It's just like what the fuck. And then you're you're thrown out into the civilian world. You don't know know what the hell you're doing. Well, it's these inefficiencies, right? And, yeah. And it, that that sounds like a problem that could have been easily solved by giving you all some shit that's like productive and effective and good jobs to do, but. You were given a task that was like banging your fucking head against the wall and your dick at the same time. Yeah. Well, well that's the problem. It's. I see. I, I'm gonna make this statement. Kind of, kind of walking a line here because the one thing that makes the military great, the Marine Corps. Let me. I, I'm, I'm gonna leave it into the Marine Corps. The one thing that makes the military, uh, the Marine Corps great, also makes the, the Marine Corps bad, is because you got someone 21 years old. That is leading people, uh-huh. and and making decisions. Now, at that at that age and rank, it's still minor, but they they have control over people. Bro, you're 21. You just figured out how to fucking like truly funnel beer properly, <laughs> and you're being told that. And 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 when you're talking on the enlisted side, that's a whole other component to this. That's the enlisted side, like. You just figured out you legally are allowed allowed to drink, but yet you got control. You know, if you're a corporal or a sergeant, depending on how you know when you came in, how fast you picked up, the amount of people that are underneath you, you're given a lot of power at a very young age. 
And I say that in the concepts like even if you're if you're in charge of one person, because this is this is forced charge too. This isn't uh, you can just fucking walk away. Mm-hmm. You're in the Marine Corps. If you're in charge of one person, and they're a fucking boot to you, they can't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Their only option is to do what the fuck you say. Hopefully, get medically or or or, or admin sept. Slash, let me say, run away, and now they're AWOL, or they fucking kill themselves, yeah, and they, or or they die. And so that's the other, that's the only way you get out of that. So you got a you're a 21 year old in charge of an 18 year old, and it gets it get there's a lot in there. Now, I also turn that to say, you got a lot of fucking 20 year old 21 year olds that are in charge of of younger people or people you know junior to them, whether it's rank and, and age or both that are fucking good that are super good and they run that position and they understand they understand the the aspect of it's it's a small unit small unit leadership understanding that I, these are my people I want and I want the best for them I want them to be the best they're going to be so I'm going to train them to be the best that they can be that's going to be in their job in their physicality and and in their personal and mental and just their overall approach I want them to be the best person they can be the problem is you don't know what the fuck you get when you get these people that pick up certain ranks. And that's where it goes crazy is because, like, some people get that that title, like, I'm a fucking NCO now. I'm a corporal. Mm-hmm. I got fucking eight fucking dingleberries under me. Y'all are going to listen to what the fuck I say. And I'm going to do this and do that and treat you like shit and blah, 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 because I was treated like shit. Mm. And I get it. That passes itself down. But you could also, there's other people that have taken that and been like, you know what? I didn't like this. Yep. I didn't like that. But you do need this and you do need that. So this is how I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make this better and then evolve this because like I want like I want as much as I want you to be as good as you need to be, I want you to enjoy it too. Like, it's a fun time, dude. It's a fucked up and glorious time to be in in, in that level. Cause there's so much about it. You you grow closer with the people that you're around. And that's the concept. Like some of the challenges that you do. Is to build camaraderie, build build relationships with people around you because they're going through the same bullshit. It's the same thing the boot camp is. Yep. But that doesn't mean they need to be fucked and stressed to the, to the maximum at every single point of their time. Like there needs to be downtime. There needs to be chill time. Hell, there needs to be chill time with people in charge of them to understand that like you're a fucking human too and you're a person. And there's that disconnect. And some people just have that that potential to be fucking dickheads and, and, and ruin that. And you see, and, and, and that's what kicks people out of the military. Now we, we, you know, obviously get in depth about this whole fucking like woke military and, you know, gay trans fucking whatever stupidness, but that it's the, before all that blew up, there were people exiting the military after four years because they're like, I fucked it. I don't care if I just picked up corporal. Cause if I got to do anything near what I just had to deal with for another four years, I'm going to fucking kill somebody or kill myself yep. because that shit's stupid. And, 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 that's, and that's where you're in it. So, like, the leadership makes a difference, man. Like, I've seen some sergeants, you know, and as a boot coming up, I've seen some sergeants. And that's really, man, like, the staff NCO, once, if somebody gets to that staff point, it's another level. Now, yeah. there are some dickheaded staff sergeants, yeah, but even on the grand scheme, like, they're not, like, it's not. It is that corporal sergeant level, that E4, E5 level is right at I've seen some sergeants, man, that were fucking incredible. And I'm talking about some war dogs, some dudes that fucking laid pipe, put people down overseas, and did shit that 
motherfuckers can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Come back and be the greatest leaders. They, they, dude, they, I ain't got to show you my dick. Yeah. I ain't got to be an asshole and, and absolutely like throttle you because I got a big dick because I did all. They're, I want you to be good. I want you to be good at your job. I want you to be fucking excellent at your job, actually. And I'm going to train you to do this, but I don't need to kill you to do it. And then you got other ones on the opposite side of that that are like, because I've seen this and I did this, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. And it's up to you to make it up to this level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where and that's where it kind of came down to, man. So I've seen both sides of it, man. And and generally, the one that's a little more freaking like, hey, I'm going to push you. And I'm going to fuck you. Like, I'm going to fuck you up in a sense of making you better. But not fucking you up just because I want to fuck you up. Those are the ones, dude. I, the guys that worked under them, served under them. Dude, those, those, those platoons, those group, they, those guys freaking... Killed the, yeah, the other ones, the other ones, man. It was immediate. It's like, dude, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. As soon as I get a chance, I'm fucking gone. So that's yeah. where they that's where they run to. It's it's a hard thing. It and, is, man. It's a know, tough thing. I think about think about where you work, and I think about the gathering spot for a lot of these guys, where they still know they can come to a good place. So that's say it again, simp- or not simplify anymore. What is it called? Rally Point Grill. So I mean, if Rally you. Point. If you look it up on Facebook, it's Semperfy slash Raleigh Point Grill. And, you know, they changed the name because <clears throat> uh, Top and Carrier franchising out. So we got one down in Evans, which is uh, primarily, I think, some Army base down there. So Army guys aren't really going to gather somewhere where it says Semperfy. Mm-hmm. So they came up with Raleigh Point Grill because, you know, everybody uses that. LEO... First responder, military, hey, rally on me. This is where we're going to meet and then punch out from there. So that's basically the concept behind why they came up with Rally Point Grill. And then, of course, the mission is to bring like-minded individuals together and share stories and build the camaraderie around what comes in and out of that establishment along with the community as well, because I mean, top and carry that every parade up here in Woodstock, that mm-hmm. little monster truck they got up there, yeah, full of Christmas lights every December. There are every kind of parade. Top comes to a mill vet meetup. Um, yeah, is there just a lot that they've invested into this community? And a lot of people know Simplify, Simplify. I still call it Semperfy, but I, dude, that's no. my thought. You well, know, Rally what? Point if, is a good name. If they had called it Semper Gay, those armies would have jumped all over. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, well, we're gonna jump out of here. You yeah. got anything you want to leave us with? Anything else? Any, any other stories you want to top off? No, I mean maybe next time I get on here, but I mean, you know, we're we're probably the only branch that celebrates our birthday. It just because we're cold. At least, at least the passion for sure. Yeah. I know, I know the others do, but it, it ain't the same. What's your favorite crayon? Color. What do court? What look? I they they traditionally want you to go red. I'm a green guy. I'm more of a yellow type. You know, fair enough. Little canary. I'm a green. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it green. (laughs) I've actually (laughs) ate a crayon before. We were uh, we were really drunk one time and oh shit, four of us did eat a crayon. We didn't share the same one, but we went into a little. It'd been cuter if you did. I know it would have. I mean, (laughs) fucking rainbow mouth over here. (laughs) Everything's okay if you got boot bands on, right? That's what they say. Mm -hmm. Color is shit. Huh? <laughs> oh, uh, which time? Yeah, there you Hello. go. Hello. <laughs> All right, man. Let's teaser for the next episode. We'll talk about that. 
Yeah, we'll yeah we'll get into shit colors at post crayon devouring <laughs> and and kind of dial into it. But no, dude, Jesse, appreciate you joining us. Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You all, guys want to leave with anything? Hey, before we get off, I know we, we we pick at each other, but in all honesty, anyone out there, Army, Marines, Coast Guard, Air Force, Navy, uh, we we gotta we gotta add that new one in there. Space, Space Force. Space Force, yeah. baby. Hey, thank you for your service. We love you. We appreciate you. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all tuning in, and uh, until next time.